0: Do it. We're live. Yeah. Man, the PNG podcast really went downhill.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, George Michaels is literally rolling in his graveyard. <laughs> 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 Thank you, uh, George <laughs> Rivertron, for the stunning <laughs> <a> couple <minutes. laughs> And welcome. Woo! Hold on. I got some- there we go. Welcome, everybody, to the PNG Podcast, the most dysfunctional podcast on YouTube. It's been a long while since we've done an episode, and it's exciting to finally be back at long last. Co host here today Whoa. with us. What the hell was that, Jack?
0: Did, did you
2: just have a seizure? Oh,
1: no, I was cheering. We're oh. dysfunctional. Sorry. Oh. It didn't work okay. well. Hit the, hit the road, Jack. Okay. All right, so but we're going to introduce ourselves. Um, from the very first P podcast episode, we have returning guest Nader. <laughs>
0: like the time player. Alright, boys. Ah, hey guys, how's it going? Welcome, welcome, Nader. Hey.
1: So, what's it like to be back on the show?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I gotta say.
1: All right. That's all I gotta say. You, you are very much um, filled with a lot of words to say. Yeah. Uh, we have George for Neutron. Hey, Amen. Hi. Yo. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So, um, care to tell us about yourself? Oh, me? Yeah, man,
3: you. Um, I'm a, I'm a guy who plays guitar, who works a real job for a living, and, uh, a real job. That's right, YouTubers. Um,
2: uh, and like, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, and ears. Ears.
1: Don't we all, George? Don't we all? <laughs> and returning to the podcast, we have... I'll show you what. It was like over a year ago, uh, we had a special guest come on the show. And that was the very first episode we used soundboards. And he's finally returning to the PNG podcast jack the trades welcome jack hello good to be here yeah 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 so, jack, yeah last episode you promised something yes and you promised to get billy the wizard yes where do you have your copy of billy the wizard i have my receipt i just bought it like a half hour ago <laughs> oh my <laughs> and it was pretty expensive are you serious? How much is it now? Well, yeah, the pricing immediately buying and all that was, like, around $20.
0: Holy shit.
1: I could have waited, but, I mean, this is kind of I short notice, go. so. You uh.
3: you could buy brand new games for, like, 20 bucks.
1: I, I know. I told myself, bucks. next time I show up on this podcast, I will at least have Billy the Wizard. I got planned on being on the podcast today, and I'm like... Shit, I
0: didn't do it. <laughs> the PNG podcast has single-handedly raised the price of this $1 game to $20. Jesus. Thanks a lot, PNG. Well, how could you do this,
1: Jack? The other option was 33 bucks enough. up. No, I'm not paying 33 bucks. <laughs> it was like 15 but then like shipping and handling, so I mean... 50? twenty.
4: 33
1: yeah. Did I say $15? Yeah, I, yeah. out of it. I don't want to look at the... I don't want to look at them. I'm going to have to look at them a lot anyways. Someone told me you never actually bought the game and you're just making it, it up for the podcast. Ooh. Who was it? <laughs> oh, hang on. It was you, you, man. I will. You, you said you can it. I don't physically <laughs> yet. Literally just before the cast. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Oh, I didn't expect to like, you. see your tweet and say, hey, we need some assistance. And I'm like, okay, I guess if you need someone, you're like, yes, get on. And I'm like, oh, shit. Calling my bluff out. Okay, so today. All right, let's not talk about Billy the Wizard, a little living monstrosity of a a game. We're going to talk about a great game, and a great game with a great legacy, and that game is Sonic the Hedgehog, or Sonic Mania. Woo! Woo! Hold on. Yeah, there we go. The audience clapped. Do you hear that?
2: Uh, Yeah. It's
1: it's not fake. It's definitely not a fake audience. All right, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the success of Sonic Mania. So far, it's been getting amazing reviews. 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8.6 out of 10. Just stellar reviews all across the board. It's very rare that I've seen something or somebody give it a terrible review because it's not yeah. bad. It's, it's very fun. Uh, I haven't had this much fun playing a new Sonic game in forever. And it's definitely a callback to its roots with a lot of improvements. So... Yep. Um I wanted to show you guys a little something. I'm not sure, if you haven't seen my latest video uh where I unboxed the pre-order edition or like the special edition, it is by far the coolest special edition I have ever seen in my life. It comes in this giant oversized um Sega box. <laughs> yeah, that's what I um <laughs> That's what I have. You and when you open the door, there he the is. Church, here's the steeple, open the door, there's the people. Okay. Um, you, got, <laughs> you got a replica uh, Sega Genesis with um, a volume button, and it does nothing. Yeah. But who cares? Who needs a volume button? But what you got is the coolest thing. This is the sole reason I bought this box.
3: Wow. That's way bigger than this? I
1: thought it was going to be. No, that's too much information. The people, the people don't gotta know me <laughs>
0: Roger that.
1: <laughs> okay, just at so least. Sega! It's So worth it though. This is the exact size of a Sega Genesis Model One. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm too lazy to get up and get my Model One, but it's pretty much identical. Uh, and it comes with this uh, Sonic, who is um, getting the fist, you know, for power and strength. I think that's what it means. And uh, right. <laughs> I been a level, and it also comes with Sonic Mania from Sega Genesis. Oh, cool! Now I'm I'm making it up. It's a it's a fake cartridge. You can slide the pins out. Oh wow! Really? And it comes with uh, a ring, so you can marry. Uh, you can pop the question. Um, Cheers. to the non-existent female Sonic fans, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> or, or to your favorite real-life furry oh or that and it also comes with a metal uh, card um, that happens to have sonic characters Ooh. on it and it, what does it do nothing it's a metal card but I keep it in its container and well worth digital copy I came with a digital copy of uh, Sonic mania
0: oh where's your box now, copy of the game
1: then um, there is no box copy this is it Ooh. this is the only box copy of Sonic mania. What?
0: Well, golly G, man, that does sound like a waste of money, but I'm not here.
1: Shut up! It's not a waste of money. I love my Sonic replica. <laughs> man,
0: I'm gonna. Okay,
1: I, I, we got a we got a comment in the chat. Thank you, Chathos, for being here with us the entire time and waiting through this long wait. Uh, I have so many questions. Best Zone, Sega. It's my son. Press the on button. It's me, just like the relationship of my parents. Not even a physical copy. What?
2: <laughs> Whoa. Oh, <man. laughs>
1: I went to dark places really fast. Wow. Um, My favorite drone uh, has to be Studio Aqua Zone. And I also like what they did to Oil Ocean from Sonic 2. They've really improved it. Um, That went from my least favorite stage in Sonic 2 to now my favorite stage in Sonic Mania. Now, uh, I want to know your thoughts on Sonic Mania. Starting with you, uh, Redutron, since I know you're a big Sonic fan. Okay, well, I just
3: bought this thing like an hour ago. Uh, but uh, uh, immediately, um, uh, I just got to the second stage. But I'm I'm very impressed. It it it, it uh, makes the game feel fresh again. I feel like playing. I'm playing Sonic for the first time. Uh, uh just really well done. Like Christian Whitehead and and uh whoever else worked on it just did an awesome job with with the sprites i could see like the best the best of each sonic game is in that game maybe sonic 3 you know uh you know sonic one you know uh yeah. controls feel feel pretty uh they're definitely not tight like like playing Sonic on the old Sega Genesis controller where like you kind of have to like like he seems kind of heavy when he's jumping. You don't want to like, you know, like land on spikes or anything like that like it like it still has that sort of um uh uh difficulty to it especially when you're r- running fast. But any- anyways, it's it's awesome. Like
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you I, could, I yeah. I'm glad you think so, because I had a very, very similar opinion on that. Uh, it felt like I was playing a brand new game. Mm-hmm. and uh, Even the way they took classic levels and redesigned them and just added so much more to them. Uh, I'm not sure where you are in level 2 in Chemical Plant Zone, uh, but um, Act 2 is like so awesome. Cause, uh, I'll be honest, yeah. I, hated, I hated Act 2 of Chemical Plant Zone as a kid. I could never yep, get past yep. uh, that one part of the purple slime that goes up, and I was just like, yeah, it made me rage quit so much. But right. uh, they added like, um, like there was like a little lever that would turn like the pink goo into green goo, which was instead of killing you, it allows you to bounce super high and like you can nice. do ball jumps and whatnot. Like that was a nice little touch. Uh, they hmm. really make the levels seem new and fresh, and the new levels just feel even better than That's the cool. old levels. Joy, um, since you're only at level two, you never got to play. The yeah, new levels yeah, yet. yeah. But just Jesse, wait, you're gonna love them. Um, so, uh, Mather, I want to hear your thoughts
0: on uh, Sonic Mania. Man, look, okay, I'm I'm probably gonna get a lot of this. I, I I've never really understood the whole big thing around Sonic. Like, you know, I enjoyed playing Sonic Heroes. Maybe it's just because I'm from a different, you know, time. But I I've seen gameplay of Sonic Mania. I played the original Sonic on the me- Mega Drive. I just don't understand why people like that game so much. You run right and you you run fast and pick up rings. Honestly, I don't understand why you know it's so big and everyone's hyped over this supposed the first decent Sonic Sonic game in 23 years. You know, I don't understand. Well, I mean, you could here.
3: say you you could say the same thing about about Mario. All you do is run and write. Oh, I am saying the same thing
0: about Mario. <laughs> 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 don't, don't get me wrong. I you know I don't discriminate, man. I, I can't be asked with Mario or Sonic. Honestly, I just you know I get when they first were made. Yeah, but now, I don't understand the whole big shebang around them. 3D Sonic, yeah, maybe I enjoyed when I was a kid, but... I don't know, man. I, I didn't get the whole hype around Sonic. Yeah. Just saying. You know, I think, I think the thing is, just like...
1: Even though a game like Sonic is very simple... I mean, looking at looking back at it now, Sonic does seem like a very simple game. But it's still a fun game to just pick up and play and breeze through. And I think it's one of those games that when you're a young kid and you haven't really played many games before, or haven't played any games, someone gives you Sonic, and it's the best time of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a fun game, and uh, especially from a new approach. For new gamers, I think Sonic is the greatest. Now, let's really? say if you're a veteran player, like, yeah, like, honestly, Sonic was the first game I've ever played, like, ever. Sonic 2 for the Genesis, my first game. And uh, it was my only game. But even still, I loved it. I had so much fun playing it. Even though I was stuck at the first two levels, I loved going fast. I liked the platforming. I loved the music. The graphics were beautiful. And I loved it. Now, I feel like it's the simple, fun, and addicting, fast-paced gameplay that people loved about the first few games. Now, I think with the later games, I think the main issue is crappy voice acting is an awful glitches. Now, I think when you brought Sonic with speed into 3D, uh, your your worst enemy is by far the camera. The camera can't keep up with him at that speed. So you just and end up with a lot of glitchy games. Now, to say it's been the only decent game since the 90s, I don't think that's true. Because Sonic Adventure was good. Sonic Adventure 2 was okay. Uh, Sonic Generations was good. Uh, all the advanced games were really good. And Colors, I heard, was really good. And the racing games were good as well. So, the thing is, I don't know. I think it depends on what you like, what kind of style of game you like. For example, maybe you love uh, open world games, like games like Fallout, right? Games with a lot of mods and you can like, Hmm, you know, there's more to it.
2: Sonic
0: takes
1: you back back to a time were simple, you know?
0: Well, I know that. I I, I understand, right? But, you know, when I play through games like Contra, now that is a fun game, right? I enjoy playing through Contra. Well, you know, I, I've got Sonic on the Mega Drive, I, I can't be asked to play it. It's just, you know, to me, it's not fun. I run right, and I bounce, and then, yeah, hit and lose a bit of rings. You know, Contra, I feel like I'm constantly under the siege. Ooh, I'm shooting over here, I'm shooting over there, fast-paced. Blah, 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 blah. Sonic, no, yeah, I just which, never managed to get the grip Which Mega Drive game did you play, the first one or the second one? I have only played the first one.
1: Okay, uh, play the second one, because the first one, uh... okay, like, the first one is good. Leaps, but the second one is leaps and bounds better than the first one. Like, especially with the speed, spin dash. I think that's what it's called, right, George? Spin dash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The spin dash makes it better. The music is better. The gameplay is better. Uh, the graphics are better. The characters are better. One just felt like, you know, I feel like with any game, when you're making a new franchise, sometimes the first output isn't necessarily always the best. You're still kind of trying to figure out a formula. And I feel like that's what Sonic 1 really is. Sonic Two is, for me, the perfect Sonic game, and Sonic Mania improves on Sonic Two to its core with a little bit of the later games mixed in. So I think, either I think you should definitely try the sequel and maybe uh, just try it out. All
0: right, I'll, 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 cut a thing, okay? I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty against Sonic, but yeah, you know, if, if I ever get some spare money lying around, I'll, I'll pick up Sonic Mania and and tell you what I feel. I'll, I'll give it a chance. But uh... you,
1: maybe you like it. Maybe. It isn't for everyone. And, and, you know, for me, it isn't for everyone. Not everyone likes the same kind of games, right? And I feel like uh, everybody's tastes need to be satisfied. Now, Retro Gaming Arts, welcome. He's back. but will he work? Say something. Welcome to the podcast. And he's gone silent on us. That's all right. Uh, I'm sure he, he's got some stuff to figure out. Uh, and we, we all do, you know, such is life. Uh Jack the Trades. What is your thought on Sonic Mania? <laughs> Sorry, that seemed awkward. All right. Go go for it. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you for laughing about it. Truthfully, I didn't uh, even expect it to come out this until like, I just found out like last week that it came out, and it's like, whoa! I oh, okay. I, I, I blew me away because I was on vacation. I got back and it's like everyone's tweeting about it. and I'm like, I thought it was supposed to come out in October or something. But no, that's another game. Another game's coming really? out in October. Yeah. What, Which, which, Sonic, or? It's called Sonic Forces, it's called. And that's another game altogether. Okay, so that's we can talk about that later if you want. I know nothing about it, truthfully. So I I guess I just got my dates wrong. But uh, my thoughts on Sonic Mania is I've only heard positive reviews. I saw your box opening of it, and I've pretty much steered clear of it, besides the fact that everyone's giving it glowing reviews. Um... I'm kind of pretty hyped that you guys are mentioning that it takes reference from all the past three games and mixing them together. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Knuckles expansion because I have it and I played it with my Sonic 2, which you could play as Knuckles. And that really, like, you could fly, climb on walls, and it was pretty nice. It it was a great expansion to a a phenomenal game. Mm Mm-hmm. So just to feel yeah. like they did that and added all the expansions and possibly later on in the future add more expansions, it it's pretty hyped. And actually, I feel like try. I was I was actually thinking about getting it after seeing your uh, unboxing of it. And yeah, it's,
2: it, it's really I've fun. not
1: I've not looked at. Is it on Steam or? Yeah, it's on Steam. It's on like everything. So,
2: uh,
1: how much Sonic Man, yeah, yeah I think it's twenty dollars or just over twenty dollars. Oh, not how much it is on Steam. I think it's 10% off. Yeah, yep, it's 10% off it's on Steam right now.
2: Ooh, hey, oh,
1: man. Uh, I just Wait, bought Billy the Wizard. Canadian. You just bought Billy the Wizard instead? You know, I <laughs> got some news about Billy the Wizard. A, a good YouTube friend of mine, Benjamin Palladino. Now, the thing about Benjamin Palladino, he bought Billy the Wizard sealed on eBay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's the only one out of all of us who bought it sealed. How much? But on top of that, he a, uh, I think he bought it for $10. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know how much I spent on my copy? $2.66 in store.
2: Ah! No.
1: <laughs> this is before you made it popular.
3: You yeah, no. got incentivized to drive I only paid like rice. a price. You know,
1: no. no, Dragon Dude and Mather bought it before I did, so. Uh, Dragon dude bought it first, and then Mather, and then me. And, uh, Jay and the extra Life bought it. Jay the extra Life, He bought it way before all of us, and his wife threw it out.
2: <laughs> oh, like we don't need have-
1: that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how I feel about Dragon Blade. Dragon Blade. Dragon Blade. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's another Wii Dragon game. Blade? It's the. Oh, it's yeah. just like Zelda okay. style, but it's very linear. You just go around killing dragons, equipping your sword with dragon parts and yeah. It's, okay. It's it feels well, as um, hollow as was Shadow of the Colossus is, but Shadow of the Colossus has atmosphere, whereas Dragon Blade throws it out and just throws a bunch of enemies spawning randomly at you. So Okay. Now uh uh Jack You mentioned uh, Sonic Forces, and uh, a lot of people, there seems to be confusion. I think when you release too many of uh, one type of thing in a short period of time, it does tend to cause confusion, right? Uh, The thing is, Sonic team last year, because it was the 25th anniversary of Sonic, uh, they announced two brand new games. One is called Sonic Mania, which is the one that came out, which is a remake of the first four Sonic games, which had a huge standing ovation uh, when they showed it. People were excited as hell. And uh, Sonic Forces, which is Quote unquote, the next gen Sonic game. So it's supposed to be like modern graphics and side scrolling modern graphics. And it seems to take off after. Yeah, it seems to be the sequel to this game right here, Sonic Generations. Yeah. Um, okay, then I feel a little more relieved. Oh. I thought you were going to say, like, boom. No, no. It's, yeah, it's the Ugh. sequel to Sonic 06. <laughs> no, it's the sequel to Sonic Generations. Uh, okay. But it seems to not have as much hope as Sonic Mania. There's a lot of people who are inspired kind of giving it doubt. But uh, I think with that, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm sure it'll be okay. Um, now, the thing that's enticing about Sonic Mania is it wasn't necessarily made by Sega. It was made by the fans. So these people were working on fan projects, and Sega hired them on... Um, Because they're they're good to their fans. They're like, hey, you know, we would love it if you could uh, help us make an awesome Sonic game. And sure enough, they did. And it kind of um, makes Nintendo kind of look bad, because when Nintendo sees people do fan projects of their games, instead of embracing them with open arms, or recruiting them, or helping them out, uh, they just sue and shut down. Uh, And it makes Sega look like the Golden Boys of retro gaming, and it makes Nintendo seem like this mean bully and uh i i have high hopes for sega's future they're kind of in the right direction now i think i think they're stepping in the right right direction and like even like a game like even a game like ultra beast or golden axe or fantasy star they could do the same kind of thing with those franchises i feel like sega as a game developers have been really different these past uh two decades (laughs) they've been very different as what they used to be you know uh, they still make great stuff, but they make a lot of okay stuff. And I think they need to be back to making great, like, really great stuff. And I think their fans are definitely loyal, and they're definitely willing to help Sega out. Because in the end, well, all we want is to make and play great games. We just want to play good, fun games, you know? And uh, I think with Sega, as they know that their main bread and butter is nostalgia. That's the thing, is that... <laughs> People always think of Sega as that rad thing from the 90s that they grew up with, or the rad thing from the early 2000s that they grew up with, you know what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, I wish I can relive those memories again. Um, so Sega, you know, they can make a collection game, or like, they can re- resell all their old games on the digital store, and people like those games. And for me, like, I didn't grow up with Golanax and Fantasy Star and um, Shinobi. I played those when I was older on digital stores and uh, collection games, you know? And I'm like, wow, these are really good. They should make sequels to these now, or make new versions of these. Um, but I feel like that's the thing is they have so many IPs and they don't do anything with them. And I think this is a great opportunity for them to bring new life into old franchises, is to let the fans do it, you know. And you know, just help them out along the way and promote promote them and uh, do do a good job. And then Sega can focus on making big projects. Well, fans who are experienced at making games can do some of the retro IPs. I think that could be cool. I don't know what your thoughts on that guys would be. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think that, that's a great point. I
3: think Sega could really uh, almost if, it, if, if Sonic mania uh, gets enough attention uh, and, and Sega allows more people, uh, uh, pro fan made uh, stuff to their IPS done with that I think they could start their own little uh, fan culture that can really uh, bring back Sega to a different place similar but but similar to where they were back in, in the 90s you know you know what I mean oh it's yeah. being
1: like the cool underground company that's doing new things.
3: Yeah, and, and like people appreciate them, you know. Exactly, and uh, and like I don't know, like, and if they get super big, you know, they start making their own consoles again, like, uh, you
1: know. I personally, you know. Uh, I personally don't think they should make consoles again. Yeah, opinion. they don't. I think they, they they're definitely don't like, need to. Down. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. they. Yeah, they I don't. think they're in a better. Honestly, like, aside from being as big as they were, I think they're in a good. Pl- hey, Retro Gaming Arts. Yo. Hey, can you hear us? Hey. Oh my God, what's up? He lives! Hey, man! Welcome, welcome! Welcome!
4: Yo, this dude with that <laughs> sound effect. Oh no, he's, 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 actually,
2: playing,
1: he's actually playing an instrument.
2: Oh,
4: Show
3: him, George. It's called the automaton.
1: Play him a careless whisper.
4: <laughs> right, that's, that's too ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Alright, Retro Gaming Arts, welcome to the PNG Podcast. Care to introduce yourself.
4: My name's Paul and I fix consoles. And that's it.
1: And you have a kick-ass
4: YouTube channel, might I add? <laughs> oh
1: awesome. yes, yeah.
4: thank you. I make videos about fixing consoles and modern consoles and all that jazz.
1: Hey well, you do great work, man. You do really Thanks. good work. So uh, I just wanted to know, uh, since we were kind of just Finishing the Sonic and the Sega talk, I want to know your thoughts on Sonic Mania. Oh, can the fact us? that it's
4: digital only is.
0: <laughs> lame. Hey
1: stop making so much noise.
0: Oh, dude, my microphone yeah. keeps bloody falling all over the place, man.
1: All right, I'll well, stop it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> R- <But laughs> R- RGA. Anytime a lean bucket falls off my desk, it's doing my head in.
1: Okay, uh, Paul. More-
4: I think it's um, it was brilliant that they gave you a Sega Genesis statue, like that works out so well. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing people actually want, and they. It took them twenty years to make a old style game. Finally, they figured that out that that was popular. That. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to keep this handy. I'm just going to keep Sonic here. Uh continue with... I, I'm not a furry, so you guys don't have anything to fear. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. I feel a lot of these
4: new companies or old companies were scared to do something old. Obviously, they know there's a market for retro, but none of them ever thought it was a big enough market to like go into and do something for. And I guess after the success yeah. of the NES Classic... Everybody was like, "Oh, retro's popular. Retro's a thing. So we can make something retro, and it'll do well." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I finally, agree.
4: that's pretty much it. That's my thoughts. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I was just trying to tell you guys that for me, uh, for Sega nostalgia is really their bread and butter. You know, people grew up with Sega in the '90s, cool rad thing. You know, that they grew up with Sega Genesis, the Saturn, the Dreamcast. Uh, I feel like people connect Sega with their childhoods, and uh, if Sega plays that card very well, they can make a huge amount of money just making up retro titles. And considering Sonic Mania was pretty much made by the fans, uh, they could do this with other projects too. While well, they can put their main efforts into, you know, their big AAA titles like you know your aliens and your uh, Total Wars, they can have the fans work on. Old titles that haven't touched them all fresh ideas like Altered Beasts, Golden Axe, Fantasy Star, Shinobi, Echo, whatever. They could they could work on that. You know, Shining Force, why not? Um there's I mean, I'm sure there's hype for games like Shining Force. I mean, games like Fire Emblem doing so well. A game like Shining Force would kick ass on the Switch if they made a new one. Absolutely. Or, you know, and that, and that's what I'm thinking, you know. And even um they have this new program, the Sega Forever, where you can get like a little app or whatever for free on the phone. Not That's not bullshit. necessarily well not necessarily well emulated, but if you bring that to a console, it could be a lot better. I think, you know, if people have access to these titles, it might bring more demand for some of the older franchises, at least newer games for those older franchises. Sega could even do votes or contests for games people might want.
4: Brand new know, that... games in old style will be successful.
1: Yeah, and I think that's I think that's how they should do it. And I think the Sega Forever, it would be stupid for them to not put it on a console like, say, the Switch, where people are hungry for more games. You know? People are hungry for Switch games. If you put something out, it, people are guaranteed to play that, you know? Uh, implying you have a Switch, of course. If you don't have a Switch, whatever. Um, so, is there anything you guys want to add to Sonic Mania? Uh, oh, oh, also, uh, Sonic Forces... Uh, you can make your own Sonic character. Your own original character. So, all you DeviantArt fans and your... Uh, oh, God. You're going to love Sonic Forces. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wanted to add that. Uh, you know, I'm sure you can um, make a Sonic chip or whatever the hell you want to make out of it. Sonic.exe. Sonic.exe. There you go. Okay. So, the next topic is Shenmue Free. Now... How many here of you uh, played Shenmue before, Shenmue. or any of the games? Oh, uh, there you go. I got this one. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good reaction. <laughs> I was not expecting that. How, how about you, George? Uh, have you played Shenmue? Oh, you said. No. I've, I yeah, I've never played the uh, the games
3: before, but but they look like something I I probably would have enjoyed at the time for
1: sure. <laughs> All right, Maitha, have you played a Shenmue title?
0: I watched a Let's Play on the first one, I think, but no, it's Super 7. I would like to play one And Jack, you haven't played one, right?
1: The only interaction of Shenmue I've had with uh, Shenmue is Funhouse playing Shenmue on Funhouse. Shenmue. Okay, all right. So let me, uh, for all those of you watching who may not necessarily know what Shenmue is... You know, I mean, that might sound crazy to a lot of us hardcore gamers, but Shenmue is kind of a cult classic, you know? It's not like your big AAA franchise, like your Call of Duty, or your Fallout, or your Elder Scrolls. No, uh, Shenmue is a cult classic, you know? When it was originally made, Shenmue 1, I think, it cost $75 million to create. Um, and it sold, well, actually, I think it sold 1 million copies, Shenmue 1 in the Dreamcast. Just over 1 million, which is not bad... But considering the amount of money they invested into that title, it was a commercial failure for Sega. You know, a financial failure for Sega. And then they made Shenmue 2 on the Xbox, which was also very good. Um, but it sold even less than the first one. Now, um,
4: in, a, in they, Europe and in Japan, they got Shenmue 2 on Shenmue 2. On the Dreamcast. Uh, on
1: Dreamcast. Yeah, so only in Europe and uh, Japan they got it on the Dreamcast. Now, here's the issue. Now, could you the last 20 years or so, people have been saying, when's Shenmue 3 coming out? Because Spoiler alert, I'm not going to really say what happens, but I'll say it ends on a cliffhanger Shenmue 2. <laughs> it, it ends on a cliffhanger, which sucks, you know? People want to know what happens, you know? And uh, you can't really... Especially when you got a big cult classic kind of game, you can't leave people hanging. And uh, the fans have kept Shenmue alive, and they've wanted a sequel for years. And two years ago, at E3 2016... On the Sony conference, um, they had the creator Shenmue come out on stage, they played the Shenmue music, everyone lost their shit, and nobody expected it. Nobody expected they would announce Shenmue Free. It turns out, uh, Sony uh, gave them a nice sweaty paycheck for, uh, (laughs) uh, for the funding of the game, but it wasn't enough. As you might know, Shenmue games are pretty expensive to fund, but... Shenmue was a great game to pave the way for a lot of open-world games of today. You know, oh, like, this Grand
4: is a... Theft Auto Three. What would have that been? A...
1: Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, like Shenmue was the top. original game like that. <laughs> yeah, just open city. You can talk to people and like interactive items. This was really like the first game to do that, where like the world felt alive, day and night, had different schedules. It was the first game to really do that, and you can talk to every NPC in the game every NPC had a different personality or a different set of things to do throughout the day. It really felt like a living, breathing world. Um, there wasn't really any game like that before Shenmue. And the thing is, there are so many games like that now that it should be a lot easier to make a game like Shenmue in 2017. Uh, but the thing is, it's still going to be expensive to make. You know, it's a... It's just a ninth generation or 8th generation now, RGA? 15th,
4: I have no idea.
1: Okay, like right, what well,
4: generation console we're in? Yeah, either eighth or ninth. 8.5 generation.
1: All right, so like this is if you're gonna make an eighth generation game, it's gotta look stunning, but at the same time, you're making this huge open world game that's gonna t- cost huge A dollars. So they went to Kickstarter and they actually broke the record for most funded game on a Kickstarter video game, and which is awesome. I think that's great, but I still don't think it's gonna be enough money. To make Shenmue free, I think it's going to take a lot more funds than what they originally getting. Implying, I'm not sure what Sony gave them. And I heard the guys that made the yeast or whatever uh, are helping them make it as well. So um, I have no idea what the future of this game will be. If it'll be good, if it'll be bad, if they make the necessary funds, or if they're going to have to go back to Kickstarter a second time, like Mighty Number no. Nine. So I want to know your thoughts on Shenmue free, uh, RGA. What's my
4: understanding was Sony gave them nothing. Really? And Sony said, if you can get the money and you can make the game, once you make it, we'll take over marketing, advertising, and I think they said manufacturing. I think it was just like, we'll market it if you can make it. Okay. Is I think the agreement. All right. I heard. I I thought Mm -hmm. they actually gave them some money.
1: I'm not sure. I think it, um I think there's mixed uh, stories. Maybe like the one I read was a little bit of a false article. <laughs> then
4: it's the internet. Who know who the hell knows what's
1: true? Yeah, well, yours just kinda uh, does make sense a bit. I mean how much do people spend just for like advertising stuff? A lot, I guess, a yeah. Lot. No, they really have to but the thing is like it is a niche and it is a cult classic. So I, I don't know if Chen Mu Free will sell all that crazy well, but I think <laughs> the fans will definitely buy it and oh my fans God. Will definitely appreciate it.
4: It's going to sell. Yeah. So, a prime example is like my, like one of my favorite games, Nier for PS3. Okay. Nobody, nobody bought it. Nobody cared about it. And then when Nier Automata came out, it blew up like massively. Did really, really well in sales so much to the point where they're talking about remaking the first one.
1: Okay.
4: Nobody heard of the first one. Nobody bought it. So, I feel that that might have the same effect for Shenmue 3 it might get people into it might get people playing it especially because it's been talked about for what 15 years
1: yeah pretty much uh like i, I keep seeing it as number 1 on top 10 games that need a sequel Absolutely. or number 2 because half-life 3 is on there <laughs> like it's always Half-Life Three.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> so uh may what are your thoughts on this
0: uh, whole thing um i think well i, I know I, I wanted to do well uh because I'm definitely going to play it, cause I really want to get into Shenmue. But I feel like this whole funding thing, where they said, oh, go forth and work off Kickstarter, is a terrible idea. Because I saw the trailer, and um, I was looking at it, and yeah, the graphics look mediocre, I guess. And the player models just look absolutely terrible. And I feel like that's came down to the fact that they've got hardly any funding from you know this massive company when they really need it. And I feel like the whole point of, you know, I think that near game, you know, that, that brought fans in, because it you know, was a... Cool, classic, and then the new one came out was so well polished. I'm assuming and so well done.
2: But the thing yeah, is, if Shenmue right.
0: doesn't have the funding, uh, it's being made by a small team. It's it, they might cut corners because they have to. And if they release this cut cornered game, people who have been waiting for the sequel for ages are going to be disappointed. It's not going to bring in new people. It's it's a really terrible idea not to you know, fund them. That's my that's my idea anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, George, what do you think? Um, well, I was looking at that
3: trailer. There were no facial animations. It looks like the game is still like the same engine from Shinmu Two, which which I which I can get behind because you know Sonic Mania. So it looks like a like a sixteen bit game or thirty two bit rather. But um, uh, I
1: definitely think I, it looks a little like... bit better. But I definitely see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Emotions on their face, the way they interact with each other feels like, yeah, especially if it's a dr- dramatic
3: uh, game, like from what I've seen, like yeah. it should be, they should show some more than just a bunch of like cameras roaming <laughs> through a city,
1: you know? Yeah, they, um, people yeah, fight I, fighting each other. I agree. Uh, Jack, how about you, man? My thoughts on the trailer were just very both underwhelming and yet very understandable. I mean, it's kick-started, but it's just, I, like, I could see people being hyped, but, like, how everyone's, you guys, everyone's talked about the facial recognitions. The thing that mostly stood out to me was how they're all stiff. It just, it really felt mechanical instead of, like, after watching that, I don't know why, but I was like, what what's uh, Grand Theft Auto 3's trailer look like? And I watched it, and... It actually felt like I was getting hyped. Like, they're all moving faster. Yeah. Sure, they seem more blocky, but they actually, like, motion didn't seem so chunky. Like, they're, like, yeah. packing on weight or the gravity's too high. That's what That's mostly kind of threw
0: me off. They look like Auction Mon figures, you know? It's, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, and, and then and when... I'm not What's, blaming them. It's a small team with low funding. That's the problem I've got here. Yeah, that's that like I,
1: I that's how I understand it. It's low funding. Even though they got like three times as much as they requested on Kickstarter, but still it's still pretty small sum.
0: Exactly. But, I don't think I think they really missed the margin here. The the base amount I don't think is what they need. I think they need a lot more than just three times the amount.
1: But that's that that's like that's the problem is we're looking at nowadays stuff and how everyone's like all action-y but this is this is Shenmue. It it's ma- it basically like you guys said, paved the way, and it kind of did. But it's also staying on its own path of how Shenmue one and Shenmue two were kind of clunky, all weird, awkwardness. Like you see in the trailer, she runs up there and just points, and then the title like starts appearing as she's still pointing at like the sun rising. And when it's almost done, she, like, slowly animatedly, like, puts her arm down and, like, wiggles a little bit. I was like, yeah, but, yo, that gave me goosebumps. It did. It it was because it's, like, it's going in its own direction where it originally was back in 2001. And it's still on the path. But the problem is it's not getting anyone else's attention but people who are Shenmue fans and people who want to play, I hate to say it, but crappy games and just make a living off that, which people do on YouTube. But, like, it's, it's still there. It still has a good possibility, but it's not sadly looking at it. I'm hoping the story is good, though, because I've heard yeah. a lot of good things about the story.
0: They have to be careful, though. They can't just, you know, oh, it's, it's just like the old Shenmue, clunky and all that. Yeah, that appeals to the old player base, but if they want to do well, I mean, the Shenmue player base is really low. It's a cool classic. They need to yeah. bring in a whole new generation of people to play this game. And oh, did you see the picture?
4: Where how many people said thank you and then held up three fingers and then sent it to you Suzuki? Really? I see that. No, no. Yo, somebody Google image that shit right now.
1: <laughs> was it just like an insane? But event? one thing.
4: It was a lot of people.
1: One oh, other okay. thing that kind of came to my attention was after I saw the trailer, I went. I saw like one of the recommendations was like uh, two years ago when the it announced. And the creators talking about it and all the stuff that they're trying to implement, it does sound like it does sound like they're staying on the Shenmue route instead of upgrading it to like here's, oh some old game added to the modern day. It's still set back then, progression and all that. It seemed like because they were talking about skills, but it just seemed very weird that the animation in that one it was even though it wasn't as polished as this one felt, it was more live like and like not as chunky. Like you see them running and they're actually moving instead of like on a treadmill, slowly like chogging. Mm, and it's well, it's like, I don't know how to feel. It's both underwhelming and both because it's so... It's indie developed overwhelming because of how much they asked for, which was, what was on the Kickstarter, 2 million, but it raised over 6 million. So the fact that it's tripled it is where I'm thinking, okay, they probably set their budget higher and then waste a little more money than what they were recommending. And so I spots, I
4: totally get everything that you, all you guys have said. And I understand it from your perspective. I just want to point out the standard and like, this goes back to kind of like what Mater was saying where they didn't get enough money and the standard AAA game today costs about $150 million to $300 million dollars and what Shenmue get like almost 7. That's it. Great. So yeah. they're going to do they're still going to achieve and complete their vision with the money that they have and I guarantee you the story the environments pretty much you're going to get Shenmue 3 with like PlayStation 2.5 graphics. Mhm. Or like
1: You know what? To, to be honest, I'd be okay. 2.5 graphics. I'd be okay. Honestly, I'd be okay with that. I just want I'd be so happy with that. I just want to... I mean, like, if you play the first two Shenmue games, I think part of the charm is the awkwardness of the characters. Like, the voice acting and... (laughs) I mean, like, I've only played Shenmue 2 last year for the first time. I actually bought the Xbox game and I'm playing it. I'm like, this is great. I'm having so much fun. Oh, my God. Did you see that voice actor? That was hilarious,
2: you know? so funny.
1: Or, yeah, or, like, um, you know, just even the way the characters stare at each other is funny, you know? Like, I love it. (laughs) You know, it's just... And it's not bad by any means. I just think it's it's just silly and, and fun, you know. And it's those eyebrows. It, it feels like its own world. Like it doesn't feel like it feels part of the brand of Shenmue. Because Shenmue has only had those two games. That's the brand of Shenmue. So if you're gonna make a new Shenmue game, I guess they're doing it for the fans. And I guess do what the fans would want. I guess. I mean, uh, Mather, Jack, and uh, George here, for example, have not played an old Shenmue game. And I think people on the outside would want, want uh, a modern game, you know, a modern-looking game, modern visuals, modern worlds, voice acting, I don't know, facial animations to be modern, right? But like the thing is, that people who grew up with Shenmue or people who played the old ones, uh, I think can recognize the charm of the awkwardness of those old games, and it might be f- fun to have those in the new game. But the thing is. Yeah, I think the funding—they're gonna have to cut back on something. And if they have to cut back on graphics, then it won't be an issue for me. As long as the game plays well, runs smoothly, and uh, looks pretty decent, I'd be happy. And they finished the story. I heard rumors that the guy actually wanted to make seven Shenmue games, and the story so, was no. knocked out that wow. way. Oof. That was the original. Uh, that was the original plan for the franchise. But what I would like is if. Data designing Interactive could start a Kickstarter, and they could do Billy the Wizard 2. with <laughs> motion graphics and uh, uh, all that shit. chance this time, but they don't work. Yeah, they, they should do that. Yeah, keep keep it. Like uh. No, anyway, nobody, nobody agrees. Nobody agrees. Okay, y'all um, right, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I, know I looked away when agrees. I saw that. Um, I, I would I would use my cricket sound effect, but my phone just died out of battery, so <laughs> no cricket sound effect. I so think uh, your has phone made fell some asleep. Really good points.
4: When it comes to if this game's not polished, how is it going to bring in new characters? I mean, a uh, new fans, a new following. Now that I think about it, yeah. and YouTube. then also, it's the th- it's like, oh, the YouTube. final. Like I doubt. You're gonna have any idea what's going on in Shenmue Three if you didn't play Shenmue One and Two? I don't oh, know that. that.
1: That's just my assumption. Well, actually, RGA, I have a good idea. So I never played Shenmue One like at all. I never <laughs> owned the game. I never played it. But what I did buy was Shenmue Two. And know what it came with? Shenmue the movie. And Shenmue Yo. the movie oh. <laughs> it has it all re- re- of it. a of the story. Yeah, so basically, what it does is Shenmue the movie is all the cutscenes and all the main dialogue from Shenmue One condenses to a film, so you know exactly what's going on when you play Shenmue Two. Really? Yeah. Honestly, all you yeah. did. Ten I, did. I have Shenmue uh, Two, but, but really, I've never watched that movie. I don't know yeah. if I have that disc. It's literally Shenmue One. That's all it is. It's just all the cutscenes and all the dialogue, it's like the plot critical dialogue of Shenmue One. And then do they you just think they
4: would do that with Shenmue Three?
1: If they did, I I would laugh. I think think it would be funny. (laughs) No, but like, I mean, like, they could do an HD remaster, but that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of funds to do.
4: And some money.
1: I mean, they could just straight up port the games at the 4 by 3 ratio, like the old games. I would be okay with that. As long as people can play them, I'm happy. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be a remaster. It could just be, you know, and and they're cheap, and uh, they're available, and you can try them out. I would be okay with that. If people can play Shenmue, then they should be
0: able to. Just save the funds and, and have a quick 10 minute video, man, on the on Shenmue Free explaining the current predicament that the character's is in.
1: Yeah, yeah, or just, just have a brief cutscene at the beginning, just kind of say, "Oh, this is what's going on with this character," and this Previously is what we
0: No, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Shenmue the movie, no. Shenmue, the Shenmue, the 4K Blu-ray, because this is a oh, standard. Yes, yes. This is just a standard DVD free ratio. It's not even an HD is, DVD. Is or it,
3: or like... is it uh, <laughs> one of those games where like you make choices and your choices affect the ending?
1: I don't. Think no, so. did the ending end on a cliffhanger? So how would they continue from
0: that? Yeah, but to be fair, Telltale Games preach choice, but yours always end up on some.
1: Story. No, not really as a cliffhanger, but it's always like a con- continuously. <laughs> It's a constant, continuous story, all right. So the character finds out something important and really, oh my god! You know, like the end. (laughs) I always, (laughs) I felt
4: that you were always trying to solve the mystery. Yeah. Asking all the different people in the town. Oh, did you see this guy go this way? Oh, I think I saw them over there. So, but it's not as. I don't know, straightforward as one of those Telltale games where you just walk around and ask questions, even though it's the same thing where you just walk around yeah. and ask questions. It's done in a I completely see. different format, like much, much more
1: open world.
0: What but I love what about it is... Oh.
1: Kind of, actually. Uh, and it's the fir- I think it's actually the very first game to have QuickTime events, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe it's the first game to have them. But, like, Die
4: Hard on the Saturn.
1: Oh, Die Hard had it on the Saturn? Okay. Yeah. But I'm playing uh, Shenmue 2 for the first time, and like uh, it's hilarious because it actually does feel like I'm in a real world with real responsibilities. And, Dude, uh, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> and I go into Shenmue 2, and I think the plot of the game is what you go to Hong Kong, right? You're you're like a tourist with $20 in your pocket and nothing else. And you're like, hi, uh, I need to find this hotel with really bad voice acting. Can you tell me the directions of the hotel? Uh ah, buy a map, boy, don't you? Right? So there's maps that you can buy for, like, $20. Mm. Or you can just go around and ask for directions. Be like, hey, where's the hotel? Oh, yeah, just make a, you know, walk in the street, make a right. Uh, you'll see a sign see. that says uh, Manmo uh, Garden or whatever. Uh, make a left there. I'm like, fuck, am I going to me- remember all that shit? Does Rio even carry a notepad with him? He does, but he writes it in, like, brief detail. Like, I must go to this location. I'm like... Thanks. You know, there's no fast travel or, like, mini-map or whatever, but you can buy a map, like, you would if you were a tourist. Um, but the thing is, like, um, you could also work. Like, you can get a job, I think, as a construction... like, a lifter. Like, you have to lift heavy uh, iron in uh, Shin Muto. Um Get people to gamble. <laughs> there's a game in the game... Uh, there's a game in, in the game. Yeah, Inception. Inception. <laughs> uh, called Lucky Hit. And essentially what it is is um is that the one where uh, like it's like a palenco board and you gotta drop little marbles and you gotta oh That's pachinko the one hit. but i was like what's yeah. palenco well no palenco is another game actually there's
4: pachinko is it? and
1: then there's also palenco i was yeah.
4: Plank- <laughs> hold on let me google image it yeah.
1: play yeah. from uh, but, uh was it jeopardy or is it planko machines
0: but, yeah, machine. it's like one of
1: those. So essentially, what you have to do is like, at this job is uh, you have to basically stand by this gambling booth, and as pedestrians walk by, you have to be like, "Hello, sir, would you like to play some Lucky Hit?" Lucky Hit, sir, would you like to play for like ten minutes in game? You have to do this, and the guy's like, uh oh, how many did you get to play?" Okay, you get a uh, here's your paycheck. You can see like twenty dollars. That's your whole day. It's like real. It's like real life. Like you're actually. A living breathing person in the city doing your responsibilities but there's a greater mystery under all of it you know hmm. and you have to pay your rent but like, you have to pay your rent too so <laughs> uh. it's, it's interesting like yeah and that's what i kind of love about it is it it feels a little too realistic but it's kind of comical in a way because I, I spent it on uh capsule toys
4: <laughs> dude uh, yeah because um like capsule when he toys holds it. it and goes
1: like this and you can actually uh,
4: like, turn it so around cool. and observe
2: it.
1: Yeah. I remember uh, my first time playing it, uh, I see a Sonic the Hedgehog um, capsule toy machine. I go over, I turn the thing, I get knuckles. He's like, wow, cool. And he's like looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I crank it again. Like, um, And this is when I only have like 10 bucks in my wallet off the boat. The first thing I do is I like, go to a capsule toy machine. Of course. Uh, I'm
2: like, oh,
1: my turn of the thing. He, he gets knuckles again. And he's just like, oh, not again with this one. <laughs> he <laughs> just, like, throws it out or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. Dude,
4: it's this it's so, so immersive.
1: Wait, well, threw it out instead of, yeah. like, try selling it or so? Uh, oh, wait, no, I think I probably sold it. I don't know, it was a long time ago, but it was, it was hilarious. But I like it just like, uh, not again. It's like real life, you know? If you were to, you know, go to a capsule toy machine and got the same shit twice. Okay, so, so um... Shit. so that shit. Yeah, so would you guys be up for a new Shenmue game that's good, or would you like the HD remasters to come out first, if they're doing it? HD remasters first, uh, definitely. got to set the tone.
0: Just get the game awesome. out. I can't be asked to play through two games so just to get the third one. I'd rather just watch a 10-minute video, to be fair.
1: Okay. Awesome. George? Um, it looks delicious. What is it?
0: Oh,
3: it's, just, it's just uh, chicken salad.
0: Oh, well, pass them over oh, here. Tasty. Yeah. Forks? <laughs> um,
3: I think um, if it was like I remember when when the Mass Effect games came to PS3. Yeah. Uh, it it came with the uh, Genesis thing where you get to choose what happened in in the previous games that those choices would would be present in the game that you were playing. Yeah. Um, if like if they were not going to remake the first two Shenmue's, that that could be an option or something. But mm-hmm. uh, like, I mean, they would have to. They would have to at least at least bundle it together. Yeah, or explain. Better. I mean, they would just have to the whole game and whatever each new platform language. You know, it would be it would it would be an easy thing to do. I I could totally see them doing that for sure. I know. I remember when uh, when they make the Bard's Tale. You guys remember the Bard's Tale?
2: Yeah. Um,
3: so. For like for like PS2 Xbox, like that game had the like the old uh, DOS games, like the last uh, like the first three games or something like that. On it, it just as like okay. a bundled thing, you know. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't uh, be able to do that. I'm actually surprised Sonic actually, Mania wouldn't wouldn't just come with the first three Sonic games. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually
1: surprised about that too. You yeah. think they'd at least be unlockables or something? Now, here's the thing: um, it would be difficult to just put out Shenmue One and Two because uh, issues of licensing and branding. To
2: make it feel right. like a
1: real world, they actually have real brands in Shenmue. Like you can go to a Sapporo vending machine or a Coca Cola vending machine. Well,
3: well, well. They say that it's that it's to make it uh, realistic, but those are just to help pay pay for the game when they first made it.
1: That too, but it also does make yeah, it feel yeah. like a real world as well. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like I'm drinking a Sapporo.
0: You know, it is nice. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, it's,
1: it's a nice little um, addition. Yeah, you know, but that's. I think that's another thing is. That, there was issues of branding. I mean, they had to do that for the Crazy Taxi remix. They had to remove all the KFCs and Taco Bells. Wow.
2: Oh,
1: and they had to, to remove all the offspring and Bad Religions music, and then they replace it with yeah. some like, no-name
2: like,
1: nobody's ever heard of. I wonder what they're going to do with Final Fantasy
3: Fifteen Because that's got a lot of stuff in it, too. Cup noodles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dol- uh, Dun- Dolce Gabbana, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like anything licensing uh, is a pain i mean yeah. right, right now uh, xbox one it's doing all the backwards compatible stuff right but you need the publisher's permission right yeah yeah yeah. none of the Tony hot games can go forward none of the sports games can go forward none of uh, the music games can go forward because the licensing...
0: there's a the zombie coming out then on the backwards compatible they need to have permission. No, no it's no, not no, going right. to be coming out it should hopefully it can't, wait, I, wait, wait, okay. I, was, I was actually really interested in this, so I went to the live stream, and I, the game companies just completely escaped my mind, right? But the ones that made it were called, like, Fat Hippo or something like that, and I did a lot of research on this. But I went to the live stream, because now they do Mac ports and all that. And they lost the publishing rights to the game ages ago, and they can't, okay. they can't figure out who actually owns the game now. Wow. So they can't publish it. So I don't think Stubbs and Zombie will be coming, unfortunately.
4: There's yeah. a lot of games that have that issue yeah it sucks really it really does because it's been bought sold sold companies go under another company acquires them that yeah. company goes under somebody else buys them and some of these get lost
0: it's really depressing as well because the company want to like you know release it uh, but why That's it wide load games and aspire are the people i asked about it on the live stream but they just don't own it because wide load sold it off and then obviously someone's got it and not using it it's mad
1: yeah i mean that's like i think that's kind of the issue of uh licensing especially when it comes to drm i mean uh with digital rights management it makes it such a pain because uh even me i like i'm a huge fan of the rock band series you know and um there's like expiry dates like on some of the downloadable content like um they'll release free songs a week and you'll be like okay should i buy this song for my game okay good you buy the new game, they'll carry forward a bunch of your songs, but not the stuff that's been delisted or the licensing has expired for. Mm. And it makes you feel like you wasted your money or like a slap to the face. Or like, hey, I never had the chance to try that out. What the hell, you guys? You are taking that away from me? And that's yeah. what I feel like with a lot of DRM, you know. It's like they take away shit. Um, I know it's a shit game, uh, but The Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2 on uh, the Xbox One, for example... I just want to play a Spider-Man game on my Xbox right now. Uh, there are no Spider-Man games on the Xbox One. Wow. Digitally, at least. There are zero. Uh, and uh, backwards compatible, for example, like they could bring Spider-Man 2 and Ultimate Spider-Man, but licensing again. You know, Disney now owns the rights to Marvel, right? For mm-hmm. games, at least. Activision put those games out. So they delisted uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 because they no longer have the rights to those games. So you can only buy that Physically. And uh, that's the thing, with DRM. Uh, you don't know, like, uh, if you're gonna be buying a game or like if there's a time limit to buy that that game. You know, that's that's what makes it so difficult. You know? Yeah, and, uh, I feel I feel like DRM has an expire date. I think they should improve uh, the rules for it. I mean, once it's out in the digital marketplace, I feel like it shouldn't be taken down. Like, or if you own the game, you should be able to keep that game going forward. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I, that's why physical is always a good form. It's never a horrible form. Oh, uh,
4: yo, physical's the best.
1: Oh, physical is by far the best, you know? Yep. Um, physical provides the uh, ability to see what you own, first off, like physically in the real world. You'd like, I own these. Show it I off. I know I'm missing. Yeah, it's yeah, yours. Show, show it off. off. Show it off. Yeah, it's
2: mine. It's nobody else's. It's mine. You <laughs> look know, look at that
1: giant like, Sonic That's in the uh, back. You can go to the store. Like you can actually physically go to the store and be like, "Hey, what about this game? Oh, I'm gonna get this game." What do you guys think? Oh, you should get this. You know, you can interact with people with that. You know, uh, don't you ever could, let um, your
4: friends borrow your physical games, though.
1: Yeah, don't ever let that happen. You know, or uh, you can. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. You can sell them. You know, you could um, return them. You could. Uh, you know they're a finished product, at least the older physical copy games.
0: I mean, I'd be I about digital. Are, when I first bought my PlayStation 4, you know, man, like, my mate literally, like, just lended me games. And, yeah, I couldn't do that with digital. So, yeah. Checkmate.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, or you can borrow them from a friend. Now, the one thing I do like, there are some things I do like about digital. I like the convenience of having everything available to me right there. You know, with the Switch, for example... Since it's portable, I like being able to have everything available to me, you know. I don't like having these little tiny cartridges, little tiny cartridges that I'm just going to lose, you know. I feel like with an NES game, for example, like, you're not going to lose this, you know. Like, oh, like, oh no, whoopsie, where did it go, you know, like. Yeah. It's it's going to stay on your shelf. Switch, Switch games are so tiny, like, I've almost lost my Breath of the Wild card, like, a few times. Even though I have a carrying case, like it still manages to fall out of it sometimes. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Stay, stay, stay in your carrying case, man. Uh, but that's the thing. is like uh, Sometimes I feel like it's more convenient to have the digital copy, but I do like owning the physical. Like it's, it's, I'm kind of divided. I think eventually it will come to a point where it will go digital only. Eventually. Uh, and I think it's going to be a long time before gamers can accept that path or go forward with that path because like i think all of us here we appreciate physical copies we grew up with physical copies but like uh for example our kids and our kids kids like they're not going to grow up with that they're not going to care about that you know like they're just going to say well i can just download it why would i why would i go to a store to do that you know like it's a different time you know different generation we grew up with physical games we're going to love that Smaller kids now, um, they may not think that way, you know and that's the thing is uh, the digital marketplace um, they have to make it more user friendly and they have to make it give us more rights as customers, you know And I think that's the issue is they can just take away your game if you bought it and I think that could be a problem in the long run. Thanks, guys.
4: On digital versus physical media, I'm am t- so happy that this topic got thrown in here.
1: Yeah, we always end up bringing this up <laughs> every episode. It's,
0: it's <laughs> Such a huge thing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty sure. weird though. that like you bring up the whole like you know younger generations. I know this is really like you know really stupid because of age, but my my niece is three years old, right? And you know yeah. she she it amazes me. What she, she's only three and she's on like the tablet and everything. She's going on YouTube and just clicking on video she wants that, that that blows my mind right but you know yeah, yeah. anyway I was, I was looking after her and i just like had a dvd for some tv show she like i was going to put in she you know, and i know she's only free and she wouldn't know anyway but she just looked at the disc and went well what's that you know is that a, is that a fidget <laughs> spinner actual quote and i was like oh god Jesus. it begins oh, really <laughs> because she, she well, she's only used to just clicking on stuff on a tablet and then downloading it you know and i know when she's going to be like you know, all like older, she's she's just gonna have digital stuff everywhere. I don't think you know physical is gonna last that long. Honestly, kids are so used to just getting everything instantly now. Oh my know? god, digital digital pop figures collectible. Oh my god, no! <laughs>
2: Does that <laughs> I think, exist? I don't like, no, like know. No,
3: but that's a fucking reality. It's right. gonna happen. George, or it it could be a reality.
1: You
2: know,
3: it's
1: like a reality. Thing. I'm almost so, positive they did that. Really? What? I'm, I'm almost positive Funko did something like that.
0: You ready for one?
1: Yeah, go for it. No,
3: no, no. I, I said Manon? Funko, did,
1: did you say? Funk, Funk, oh, Funk. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> F-U-N-K. Come on, guys. It's it does not it so of far off,
0: though. I, I can imagine Funko releasing an app where you pay for digital 3D models of pop figures in the future. You never know. Well, well, are good
3: with- well. Well, like think about it. They're just they're just pop they're just generic pop figures with skins, and we're buying and we buy physical versions of them. You know? This is a grim yeah.
0: future. I'm looking at my pop well, collection here's... right now. Stop saying stuff like this, man. It's scaring me. I know. <laughs> yeah, <Yo.
4: laughs> I got some real action figures.
0: Oh, here we go. Here
1: we go. Oh no!
0: He's Start whipping it out. What's that? He's whipping Wizard it out. out? Real <laughs> action figures. Is that? Nice. Her? What's her face? Oh man, her name's completely just escaped my. Mind. I don't got no. Pop Wait, I didn't thing. see any of it.
1: God damn it!
2: I was leaving. I've never
0: seen one in a store. I don't know where they are. What's her I don't name? Know again? Where you gotta go to buy them. Her, awesome. her name's. Her name's completely forgot. What, what's her name again? The oh, Fortune? that action figure? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I didn't oh, even look dude, at it. it called? She's called Lucky or something like that. Fortune, Fortune, that's it. Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing through Metal Gear Two at the minute, so uh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> First time, really enjoying it. Yeah.
4: So, when I used to play Diablo two, like yeah. my friends would be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, I'm playing with my digital action figures. Because that's where they were. You would dress them all up and put like the red helmet on one guy and like the blue armor. And then like you would leave them in the channel and walk away for your com- from your computer so everybody <laughs> could see your little character.
1: They're not it dolls.
4: A, it was a digital action figure, it wasn't a doll.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Action yeah, I mean, it's like gi joe like G. even uh G. even an issue of space sometimes you know like i'm always having to reorganize shit on the shelf sometimes i'm like i have no more room for nes games so now i'm just stacking them vertically like this
0: yeah but how uh, much but fun is, is that just... yeah exactly space it's is a lot of visual, man. <laughs> you buy drives and everything so you keep running out of space on your consoles and all that
1: yeah yeah that's a real problem um like that that is that is a legit issue and the thing is like i wouldn't mind that so much if like for example uh like the, i feel like with these internet companies is they charge so much for this, the amount of download time you get and what happens is you're just gonna pass over your gap like one game oh great i've already passed my data usage for
3: yeah
2: Ugh, you Wait, know what?
1: like downloading doom Dumbledore and Doom is what, like 80 gigabytes now? 65. Yeah. It, it, then like after I downloaded it last month, I everything went I felt like everything went to shit and it just I was I didn't have any fun playing it. Well I, I did when I like in the next month this month, but like until then it was just uh, trugging.
4: Wait a minute. You guys pay for internet based upon how many gigabytes?
0: Yeah, what no, the hell's all
1: about? That? I don't know. No, no. Yeah, you, you you get you get plans kind of, right? So they're like, oh this month you can do uh... like for example, your plan is that you can pay this amount a month, uh but you if you pass over 100 uh, gigabytes or 250 gigabytes uh, Real they start whacking
4: you per gigabyte. That is criminal! Yeah. Holy shit! I, uh, yeah, yo, got, that's how the cell phone companies do it. We get unlimited uh, internet. Yeah, we can just go everywhere. Yeah,
3: we want. well, we have we have unlimited internet too, but there's different plans. So, like higher tiers, you get the unlimited package. Yeah, uh, oh. or, like, you have to
1: pay a lot,
3: or you have right. to pay like
1: a lot. For example, like oh, uh, the like, here's some reasonable. Like, like I'm paying sixty bucks. Fuck. Uh, who yeah. are you with? Tech savvy? You have tech savvy, right? yeah I got tech yeah, that's why so like if you're gonna get good internet like if you're gonna get unlimited internet you gotta go with like a third-party company not like
0: yeah not as mad and yes. and
1: like peak hours and like and like peak hours are
3: are you know are, like certain times where like everyone's watching netflix so don't even think about trying to uh play online gaming at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night because everyone's that's so weird. Streaming like, stuff. And it's just...
0: Unlimited internet is just standard over here. Like, you know, companies are just advertising it and they're saying, get unlimited internet and then, like, a really cheap price. Yeah, that's really weird you for you guys to say. Fuck uh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah,
1: like that, that's, a pro- that's, a, that's a problem here, like, in Canada. That's a huge problem. Like, oh. <laughs> And, like, for example, like, my hard drive space will fill up and I'd rather just have all my games installed Yeah. Because, like, Even when you buy the physical copy, like if I bought Wolfenstein, for example, I put the disc in. Oh, you can't play it. We have to wait for it to install the whole game. And then a (laughs) whole bunch of updates. I'm like, you're just gonna install the whole damn thing? Why did I even buy the disc? Like
3: if
1: I'm gonna buy the disc, let me fucking play it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say, you know? Like, if I'm buying the disc, just let me play it instantly. That's the whole point of buying the disc. I like No, that's the whole point of buying the cartridge. It works. As soon as as you play it. I, I can almost guarantee
3: you that the next generation of consoles will not have disk drives in them.
4: There'll be mini SSDs.
1: They will. They, yeah. they probably will. They'll look back and be like, remember Xbox One's launch? Where <laughs> they're trying to go to? Yeah, they're, they're right. gonna... Maybe a few more generations, but the next one, they're gonna be like, no, we don't want to repeat of Xbox One. Right. I think with Xbox One's launch, when they try to do the digital-only thing, um, I think... F- I think that's where the future is heading, but I think it was way too soon on Microsoft's part. They did, yeah. That was way, way... It, people were just not ready for a digital-only future. I think people still aren't, but they're kind of going towards... Would you say path a digital-only creature? Yeah, no, digital-only future. Oh. Digital-only Digital creature. Dude,
4: I repaired two no. Xbox Ones today in the shop. Nightmare. Absolute yeah. nightmare. Really? Absolutely. Really? I said to the guy, I got this guy, he comes over to my house and he fixes stuff for money. And um, (laughs) I guess you would call it an employee. But I said to him today, I was like, is it unfair that I hate Xbox based on how difficult they are to repair? Mm -hmm. And he was like,
1: yeah, well, you know, like, kind of. Personal opinions, yeah.
4: It's a nightmare to repair them. Right. Xbox One.
1: It's actually easy
4: once you get it open. Nah, nah, that's a pain in my ass. Yeah.
1: Oh, I never actually thought about it from that perspective. But no, like, I think we're well on the path of being a digital-only future. future Because uh, even the sales figures now, like, people are buying a lot more digital now than they ever have, you know? Like the sales figures are just really high for digital yeah. uh, compared to physical. I mean, especially with the sales you're starting to get. But uh, they're not like Steam level sales where it's like 80% off everything and you're like, holy yeah, shit, holy yeah. shit, you just buy everything? No, it's not like that yet. And and another and thing... I'm doing that. And I mean, uh, I mean, now you got the PSN and you got got uh, Xbox Game Pass where it's like, oh, you pay $12 a month 100 games for free. People are like, oh, yeah. shit. And, I was going to uh, go and buy this, but now I can uh, just download it straight up. I can play the new Gears of War or whatever. Yeah. And, and um, GameStop, GameStop's going to go to business. I'm Dude, sure I believe digital media
4: is being pushed to wipe out GameStop. Okay. To wipe and, out the middle guy.
1: And that segues to our next topic.
4: Yo, right? The super
1: and hey. that suit that's the Super NES pre-orders and GameStop. Uh, Little um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? What is GameStop doing with the those games again? Ah, oh, fucking! Uh, what are those people who are out scalping? They're scalping the fucking uh, pre-orders. Wow. Did you guys hear about that? No. Apparently, no. Like, they've been scalping. Like, that's what they're planning on doing, scalping the games. Like, And I, I think other retailers are doing it too. I think Walmart was saying they were going to do that as well. Because they heard about how popular the mini NES was. That with The mini SNES, they're like, oh shit, we can make some serious money with this. And that's what they're fucking doing. They're going to start scalping. and uh, You better pre-order that shit. Oh wait, no, it was up for 10 minutes before uh, the pre-order was down. You have to wake up at 3 a.m., Uh, two nights ago, and hopefully in that ten minute period you were able to get a mini SNES. If not, you're out of luck.
4: Hold on. Who here... Uh, uh... Yo, this dude (laughs) with that sound effect. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. Who here has a Super Nintendo? Yeah, me.
1: I have a Rattron 5. Yeah, that, and my... Super Nintendo's kind of out of whack, so I do have a. I have a Super Nintendo, but not many games for it. I have maybe a few games. Yeah. Dude, I see like twenty-five
4: games right behind you. What are you talking about? <laughs>
1: oh, I got a Retron three. That's what I got. I have eighteen Super Nintendo games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, only like six of those are on the the collection. So.
4: All right. How many of our viewers in the chat? Have a Super Nintendo.
2: Uh, Drum roll, all please. Ten viewers,
1: all ten viewers. How many Super Nintendos do you have, or do you have them? No, look. I'm going to say one out of ten. Of them, this is, maybe, by yeah. the way, there's a delay in the chat. Like, so they're they're going to see it in 20 seconds from now. What we just said. Oh dang right. it! And then they're going to type. So we'll, we'll get back to you, uh, audience. All right, I guess uh, say what your point is. <laughs> Yo, right? You
4: could tell I was leading up to something. Yeah. If you have a Super Nintendo, don't buy a Super Nintendo Mini. Let the people okay. that don't have a Super Nintendo buy one. Agreed. That's what it's for.
0: Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Uh, if you don't own a Super Nintendo, uh, don't buy this uh, cheap piece of plastic, which is just an emulator. And save some money and spend on something else. Yeah, but, yeah, but
3: the majority of people, though, do not dabble or know how emulators
0: work yeah it if, takes 10 seconds to learn how an snes emulator works though if you get going honestly it's like the old nes I thing they released
1: one i mean game, it's, it's not what that, everyone wants
3: to do it
0: like it's technically it.
3: inclined people like us know how to do emulators but most people just want to just fucking turn something on and, and it just work without having to think about anything
0: so like and have it on a tv exactly and so drop God just... knows how much money, honestly. The, look, I'm, I'm just really salty over the old NES one as well, because it was so terrible what they did. It, look, they cancelled the thing. The SNES Mini is going to get cancelled after a year. It's going to just get hoarded by people who obviously know how emulators work. They're just going to hoard it and then wait till the price goes up again. Huh. So the people who don't know any technical thing for emulators won't get their hands on one, because one, they're too expensive. Two, they're ridiculous prices. And three, scalpers and collectors are just going to hold on to them and put them in a shed for god knows how many years.
1: Hell, I'm still trying to get a Switch. I haven't seen one in the stores at all.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's that
2: bad.
1: Well, that's
4: slightly different about the Switch. I believe the people that Uh, have the Switch are playing it, as opposed to what Mater said, where the NES Classic is just on a shelf, not being used.
1: What I was speaking of, super Nintendo's limited, just Holy crap,
4: they're all broken. Hold on,
1: hold on, let me let me let me highlight your screen again. Holy crap, man, that's one, two, three, four. Oh, wow, you know, uh, retro gaming arts. Uh, Paul, what am I saying? I'll just call you by your name. So, Paul, there's a guy named Evan, he is directing a movie called Mother to Earth. He's often on our podcasts, and um. The guy has like twenty game cubes under his bed. And like he'll be doing his inter- he'll be talking like during the podcast, he'll just whip out all those game cubes, start sacking them and then throwing them around. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like every episode he brings out his GameCube collection. Because it's, it's probably like, like It's
4: ridiculous. Like who has twenty game cubes?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, why do you have all those? Like And he even has like the developer's prototype GameCube. Like I'm like, where did you get that?
4: Dude, <laughs> like where did I you, want you get? One of those. That? These are all yeah, belong like... to somebody, and I'm just. <laughs> right.
1: But what I was getting at, what about the uh, like you said, the limited amount of uh, NES minis compared to the Switch is like they the Switch came out, then the minis uh, NES minis. Now they're going to SNES minis, and I still haven't seen a goddamn Switch, and it came out before the NES mini. So that's what I was kind of getting at. Was I I haven't even seen one of the rare things that went by, and they're getting another rare thing. Oh no, oh, the this... NES mini came out first. It came oh, it out did. Before by like six months it came out
4: it was to hype up everybody about nintendo to help increase sales of the switch my speculation
1: so I uh, i actually talked about this in the last png podcast this was four or five weeks ago so in case you guys missed it um as far as the super nintendo like many nes is concerned this was my understanding right uh The Nintendo Switch, or Nintendo is doing an online service kind of like PSN or Xbox Live, right? Where it's $12... Oh, it's $16 a year on on a Nintendo Switch where uh, if you pay the $16 a year, you get uh, four free NES and Super Nintendo games added to your account per month. And you get like a Netflix-style service where they have all these games available at your disposal and you can just play any of them. Now, when they did the mini NES... They quickly cancelled it just before the Switch got announced. And I'm thinking, okay, the reason why they cancelled the Mini NES is they're just going to do their uh, program on all these NES games on the Switch. And that might kill the sales of um, the digital titles that they're putting out on the Switch. Um, because just after that, they announced the Mini SNES. So I'm thinking, what the hell are they doing? And I hear rumors that they're talking about the Mini n sixty four. I hear rumors about this. People yeah. have been talking about it. There's been leaks. There's been info on it. And.
0: Um, I no, doubt it. No wonder Actually, if I, I, I really doubt a Mini N64 is going to come out.
1: They will. With <laughs> the technology nowadays, they will. I'm sure they will, man. But the thing is, like, you're not going to get any of Rarest games. You're not going to get GoldenEye. You're not going to get uh, Diddy Kong Racing. You're not going to get Perfect Dark. You're not going to get. Uh, Dude, Batman, so you're,
4: you're, you're going to get. Nothing. You're not going to
1: get Conker. <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to get a uh, 64 library. You're not going to get JetForce Gemini. You're not going to get uh Well, you may get Donkey Kong 64. That wasn't what we used to. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of games you're not going to. Killer Instinct Gold. You can't get. You can't.
4: <laughs> Wait, why can't you get these? It's rare, right? Eh?
1: Because Rare owns the rights, and Microsoft oh, and they're owned by the Microsoft. <laughs> the excitement was just the best. Because I pieced them all together.
2: Like, you almost it's fell out of your all... chair. It
1: looked like. Yeah. Oh no, uh, all those games you can buy on Xbox right now on a uh, rear replay or digitally. But the thing is, uh, Nintendo is going to release only their first party credits. You're going to get a Door's Mask, you're going to get uh, Ocarina, you're going to get Mario, Mario Kart, um, F Zero. <laughs> possibly don't have
0: ideas here, mate.
1: Yeah, running into games, running into games, you know. But you know, I'm sure they'll do second party games. Like they'll do a uh, like, Turok or whatnot. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they they reported that to Steam and uh, Turok One and Two. So I'm sure they'll uh, put that on the N64. Well. you
4: guys play the um, Turok remake?
1: No, I think garbage. Turok
3: is. I think I think Turok would be too violent. Brand is. Oh, for but that.
1: The- uh, for the- Valid so. point. And
4: Let they me don't tell
2: have you how titles, popular like... Turok 2 is.
1: I went to um, Gamerama video games. No Gamerama. Okay, Video Games Plus. I went to the store. Oh, they God. had so many copies of Turok they had so many copies of Turok 2 that their N sixty four section, the shelf itself had like twenty like Turok 2 cartridges holding up the other games. Like they were made as a shelf. Like they were put together like a shelf to hold up <laughs> every other N sixty four game. I'm like, I guess I'll buy a Turok Two. You know, like because there's so many copies don't have it. You know, but yeah, like that game is like, so dirt common.
4: Turak, there it
1: is. Turak two. But yeah, it was literally just a shelf of Turak two games. That's how many they had on this. Like, it was insane. Um, but yeah, like I don't think there'd be that many games on the the N sixty four Classic. I mean, you got Mario Tennis. There's there's one. Yeah, Honestly, uh, original with the original paper that I, I
4: realized play. based upon what you guys said. Without Rare games, I highly doubt – I wouldn't do it if I was Nintendo. But then they could, they could license those games from Rare even though it's owned by Microsoft.
2: No, nah, Microsoft ain't going to give up that
1: stuff, man. Come on. Actually, just so they're up, yeah. May they're, may they may they're. They will. And I'll tell you why. Phil Spencer, say- Phil Spencer has gone without saying that they're willing to work with Nintendo, though. When yes. Smash Brothers was getting the DLC characters, everyone was saying, "Oh my God, please bring Banjo!" Phil Spencer, can you do uh, Banjo or whatever? In, um... he said, "Yeah, we, we'd love to work with Nintendo. We love Smash Brothers. So uh, if an opportunity presents itself, we would love to help out Nintendo."
2: Just yeah, yeah, just like but Marvel not, and Sony. But That
1: will, but that will only work if Nintendo is willing to make
3: millions of these mini consoles.
4: Exactly, and
3: they're not doing that. Don't
4: ruin my I don't know.
1: What's, I bet you there's millions me, of NES well,
4: minis and SNES minis.
1: Also, what would be in it for Microsoft? Money. Like, what would be in it for Money. Microsoft? Right? No, like, they may say, Control. okay, well, if we're going to do this, please port one of your games to our console. Like, give us a uh, Donkey Kong or give us uh, <laughs> something like that. They might do something like that. They may say, okay, well, we're going to help you help us out now. You Look, know, we can do like
0: functioning negotiations all we want. We can both. Uh, come on they this, this isn't gonna happen at all this will not like go that smoothly I can just see this not working with Nintendo either just being too self-centered or Microsoft being too self-centered to not work with each other they can say yeah. what they want I don't believe it's gonna happen yeah
1: well
4: when Microsoft wanted to do cross-platform or whatever Nintendo Sony was, was like, 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 like no but yeah Nintendo was like we're game
1: let's do it yeah like Nintendo and Microsoft they're friends Nintendo and Sony? Never. That would never happen. Like Nintendo and Sony, their relationship, their their relationship died in the nineteen nineties. They have to be
0: separate. Come on, we can't have Microsoft and Sony joining forces. That's a terrible idea. Absolutely not. We need wars. We need (laughs) wars. We we, we
3: won't have a choice anymore.
2: Exactly.
1: Nintendo and Microsoft have a better chance of joining forces than Nintendo and PlayStation. Like, that would never happen. (laughs) They had their chance, but they went with the CDI. Remember? The whole uh, PlayStation, Nintendo? (laughs) They would talk about that. (laughs) Sony and Nintendo would never work together. That would never happen. Um,
4: Sony and Microsoft would never work together.
1: You never never know, Microsoft and Nintendo could work together one day. I think they could. Um, They seem to be on the same page a lot of the time, and they seem to be good friends, and... They have a professional relationship with each other, and it's cool. As for it's just but, a, it's just licensing it's like rights.
2: Friend, it's just yeah,
1: licensing rights and friendly competition. But like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the animosity and hostility comes from the fans as opposed to the companies. Like you go you, you go to e3 and like the CEOs of PlayStation and CEOs of Xbox, they're having barbecues together. They're going to bars together after the show. Like, and, I mean, like, this is it. legit. Like, Oh, I'll see. I I'll, I'll, I'll have to find that for you after. But well, no. Like, those seeing his believing moments, because that's kind of like a little far fetched, right there. No, seriously. Like they they actually go for drinks after the fucking conventions. They're like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" You know.
0: They're all just people, after <laughs> all. Yeah, people, but that's probably you not know, like you know
4: you're these. at your job, and then once every three months, there's like a staff party that you have to go to, and then you're like nice to everybody, but you don't really give a shit. You don't want to be there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of true.
4: So maybe that's what Sony and Microsoft CEOs going to barbecues is like. Oh, we have to. Public image.
1: So I want to ask you guys see, see I don't want to be like so biased being an Xbox fan, but like Phil Spencer, for example, he will continuously congratulate the competition. So uh, I remember it was um, PlayStation, they announced Uncharted 4 or whatever. And uh, he's like, congrats on the launch of Uncharted 4. I love this game. You know, and he's actually, you just see a photo of Phil Spencer playing Uncharted 4 on his PlayStation 4. And he's the owner of Microsoft, like Xbox, right? And you have all these fanboys. You have all these fanboys who are just like, oh, my God. See, you do admit it's better. And then you got all these people going, why would you play that? And I'm like... He's a gamer like the rest of us. He probably has a PlayStation, an Xbox, and a Switch at home, and he yeah. probably plays all three of them equally. He just happens to enjoy working for Microsoft. What's the big deal? <laughs>
3: well, well, some 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 companies like like if you drive like Definitely.
1: if
3: you're, uh, you deliver Coke and you're seen drinking Pepsi, I've heard they will fire you if you they take if you, you away you're, if you're wearing a Coke <laughs> uniform drinking Pepsi. And they find out about it, you get fired. That's maybe, maybe that's a rumor, but...
4: Well, you know. um, my uncle used to work for Philip Morris many, many years ago. Oh, yeah. And you weren't allowed to smoke another cigarette. Right. That wasn't Philip Morris brand.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah.
4: And they would also give you as many packs of Philip Morris brand cigarettes as long as you gave them away to people.
0: Wow. Jesus That's Christ. The more you know. What's more evil?
1: It got silent and awkward real fast. But uh,
0: the- <laughs> anyway.
4: <laughs> that was right. it was gently off topic, but it was on topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I think we finished all our topics. It's just now we're just talking about random gaming things that have occurred to us or just thoughts. And the
4: conversation them. has evolved. It's ascended.
1: Yeah. No, but literally, we went through all three topics that were uh, planned out for the video, and now it's just general gaming conversations. It's
2: general um, chill.
1: And that's that. Just general chill. It's
2: just uh, of around to chill, the
1: PNG. There podcast. was
4: additional topics thrown in there, like the whole digital versus uh, physical thing cross-platform. So it was like
1: five major topics. Oh yeah, true. But I wanted to mention that about uh, the cross-platform. It's just weird that, um, you know, here's the thing with Sony is like they have most sales, I think more than double the sales of the Xbox One right now. Yeah. Uh, Just under the sales of the 3DS. Like, the 3DS is a little higher than PS4. And then, uh, which is double, which is, Above the switch, but I don't think for long <laughs> because the switch is out. But like it's selling like hotcakes when it is. Um,
2: people is are actually buying car. the switch. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck you. Yeah, man. switch.
1: No, is no. <laughs> not no, the switch is great. Neither. Oh, I love it. I mean, the battery yeah, life isn't okay. bad, as you say. It's not as okay. bad as people are saying.
0: Okay. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm just kidding.
1: Uh, no, stop, they need stop more them. games, which yeah, is in to work. It will terrible. come. Honestly, like, uh, they do need more games, but the games that I'm playing right now are a lot of fun, and they're using it all my time, and I have no shortage of games to play right now. So there you go. There you go from someone who owns a Switch, you guys. That's <laughs> um, exactly how what I what feel is- about the PS4.
0: I love the PS4, though. Huh?
1: <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say is PlayStation's dominating the market. They have I think they're at a spot where they feel safe. Like, yeah, we're PS4. We don't have. We don't really need to do this thing for you guys. Because we already know you have our console. You're already going to pay us the PSN. We don't need to make these improvements. We don't need to do these certain things you're asking. Because we already have it. We have it in the bag. It's it's already sold. You guys want cross-network play? We're not going to do that. Why? Because we, we, we want people to play our platform. Because we're dominating, you know. You know, Xbox did the backwards compatibility shit cuz the fans actually asked for it, you know? Like I was one of those people who was begging for this. they said so, when they did this announcement was or something like that. It was something along those lines. Like people don't like old games. So I'm like
4: to an Xbox know, fan and
1: yeah. to
4: somebody who wanted backwards compatibility, what are your thoughts and feelings on not being able to just put every original Xbox game into your Xbox one and only select titles are backwards compatible.
1: Okay. I have two thoughts on this. Um, Good and bad. Uh, Good. I like the anticipation and excitement of waiting for that game. I love to be announced bad as in. I just want to play my fucking game. Why do I have to wait? I own this game. I shouldn't have to wait to play it. <laughs> so there you go. Like, I loved this. Like, this week, for example, they announced um, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance uh, and uh, Battlefield Bad Company. And I'm like, I'm excited to play these games again because they just got relaunched. It's kind of like a relaunching of an old game. So it does oh, add these. That's probably a nice yeah, touch. Yeah, it, it kind of brings a new excitement on an old game you might not have thought of. Like, I remember with the Xbox 360, it had original Xbox backwards compatibility. I wasn't as excited to play my original Xbox games because it already, from the get-go, could play those, you know? Uh, but when I when it was brought to my attention, like, hey, this week Blue Dragon's going to be backwards compatibility, I'm like, sweet. I just bought that. I'll play it now, you know? It's installed. It's but in what? front of my face. I can see it. I'm going to play it, you know? It, but the thing is, I don't like the fact that it's just select titles, and that's that—that's not that great. Some games are going to be left behind; it's inevitable. It what was the question? The I'm sorry. What the was question the question? Was, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Do you prefer? I just didn't like. Oh, go. Sorry. You just went blank. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Like, I, I misheard it and I'm like lost as you're explaining what your thoughts were. And I'm like, hang on, that's not what I interpret. So I'm like, what was the question? RJ, do you want to say it again or should I say it? Do you,
4: as an Xbox fan, how do you feel about backwards compatibility being only certain games and not just every game?
1: And then you feel go. about that? All right. And like I said, there's, there's things I like and don't like. And I mean, it's actually improved the sales of a lot of these old games a lot. You know, uh, oh, I, I, I remember uh, Call of Duty Black Ops for example, like, which is an old, considered an old game. As soon as it like, got relaunched on the Xbox One it was like one of the top 10 selling games that week on the digital store. Yes. <laughs> like, it, like, I was like, this is like an 8 year old game right now and it's like a top 10.
0: That's, that's weird. I think with the limited, you know, choices for backwards compatibility, it is quite a nice surprise. I'm not going to lie. I'm such a convert. I went from Xbox, you know, to PlayStation 4. I love my PS4. I prefer the Xbox. Anyway, the PS2, like, backwards compatibility on there. It is quite nice, you know, when you're scrolling down and, I, ooh, Destroy All Humans. That's, oh, that's quite a nice little surprise. Then you buy that and you're like, hey, I'm playing this again. But yeah, I, I do have to admit it is, it's not the best that every single game isn't there, but you have to understand it's realistically impossible to have them all there. So I think you tre- treasure the ones that are on there more. You know what I mean? You want to play them, more. like Max Payne. I'm going to play through that again when I can. I'm glad that's there. Yeah, It's just a nice little gift, as it were. And that's how I see yeah. it, anyway.
1: But you so, know, like I'm, I'm one of those like, trolls, though, because like, there's a requesting board, and I'll be like, Mather knows exactly what I'm going to say. I'm going to Yeah, so the first thing I did was, like, please, Phil Spencer. Uh, you shiny golden god, please release Ride to Hell Retribution on the Xbox One for backwards <laughs> compatibility. <laughs> They're going to waste their time and like emulate that and like that shit. Nobody's going to buy it.
0: They should do it a lot.
1: Yeah, April Fool's, they should do that. Uh, with yeah, shiny go 6. <laughs>
0: that would be cruel.
1: Yeah, they should... Go, go for it, uh, RGA. I was
4: going to say, Mater... He made a good, valid point about how since there's less titles, it kind of makes you appreciate them more. And yeah. that's what I feel Everdrives are bad. You guys all familiar with Everdrives and all that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah all yeah, the yeah. games are no, all the games are on the, on the card or whatever. Right? Like, yeah.
4: And you buy one cartridge, you load all the ROMs onto it, and you can play. And I feel that with those, you don't appreciate the games as much because you have every game right there. And you could, just, you could just play like 50 games in an hour. But you don't actually get to sit there and enjoy and just muscle through the game. Because if it gets challenging, you're just like, oh, forget this and play another game. Agreed. I have to agree there.
1: You know, uh, one of my favorite things is since now they announced the original Xbox backwards compatibility, starting in fall, we're getting those. They're re releasing the Duke. They're bringing the Duke back.
2: Yo, the Duke. Duke nuke.
1: Really? The Duke, the, yeah, like, you know Hyperkin, the guys that do like Retron and like all that stuff. They're releasing a special edition Duke controller for the Xbox One with the wireless <laughs> and and it's That's hilarious. Sick. Uh, I mean, it's 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 nice for the fans, but the thing is, like, who wants to use that? Like, nobody wants to use that. Like, it I, sucked I mean, I when mean, actually, it first came, came out. It. I'm I'm it. I, I hated it. Too.
4: but now. <laughs> I wish I had one so bad. I would love to play my original <laughs> Xbox with the Duke. I may sound like I don't like Xbox, but I really love the original one.
2: Oh yeah, same.
1: Hey, there's no hate. I mean, there's not no bias to that. You know, like I,
2: I, I just hate working on the
4: 360 and the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: terrible.
1: Have you ever had to fix a Saturn before? I heard those are pain.
4: Never. I've never experienced a Sega Saturn broken in my entire life. They don't break; they're impervious. Oh,
1: okay. No, I was just say actually. No, I think that's just to make games. Perfect for console. It. To, to, to make games, <laughs> for, like, Saturn's <laughs> the hardest.
4: Oh yeah. Here, let's PS3 just throw two Saturn, processors oh, okay. in at the last minute and not tell anybody.
1: Yeah, like I heard, like development-wise, PlayStation Three and the Sega Saturn were the absolute most difficult to make games for. Like over the years.
2: I mean, like, especially,
1: especially the early PS3, like, when they were, like, say if it was a multi-platform, like, Bioshock, for example, came out on both PS3 and the 360. The 360 version was a lot better, because, like, the developers didn't really know how to use the Bioshock. I mean, the 360, ugh, the PS3's technology, to the full of its capabilities, they were still kind of trying to learn the engine and, like, learn how it works. And there was bugs, there was a huge amount of glitches in the in the PS3 version. Even, like, the Bethesda games, you know, like, were really harmed by the PS3. So it took a long time for people to master the development process for PS3, you know? And eventually...
4: that is another example. It's better better on the 360 than the PS3.
1: Yeah, in most cases, the 360 version is usually better last-gen. Most cases. But uh, there there are some rare occasions where the PlayStation version is much better. Like... um,
4: when there isn't an Xbox version.
1: (laughs) Dominating the competition. Yeah. Or, um, like, they used to do the stupid... I mean, they still do it. Exclusive DLC. Like, I remember when Silk Calibre 4 came out. uh, They did, like, oh, you know, if you got the Xbox 360 version, you get Yoda. I'm like, oh, cool. If you get the PlayStation version, you get Darth Vader. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? I want to play as <laughs> Vader. Like, I'm like, I want to play as a little green man. I want to play as like the badass with the red lightsaber. And then I'm thinking, Yoda's better in this game. Like, he's unbelievably overpowered and cheat, and nobody can hit him because he's so short.
4: <laughs> like, gone and in yeah. 3.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. basically gone with a sword, and he's fast. And I'm like, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, like, that's what they would do, is they would release the cooler DLC on the PlayStation console and the crappy DLC on uh, the Xbox version a lot of the time. Um, and um, I remember even Assassin's Creed uh, on the PS3 had more stuff in it. Like, I think there was a crossbow you could get in the PS3 version. At the end, like, you can unlock the crossbow. You couldn't do that on the sixty. I remember being envious, because I beat it on the sixty like, three times. I was like, I want that crossbow. It's so irrelevant, but I need
0: it, you know? Yeah, it may be just a minute That's point, not... but I mean, I went to a, you know, like a market and just picked up like a sealed copy of Watch Dogs on the PS4, and even that had a, you know, I first played Watch Dogs on the Xbox One, and the PS4 version had a white outfit and four on missions, which adds like an hour of gameplay, so even still, the PS4 seems to be getting more stuff, DLC-wise. Yeah.
1: The stuff usually go to the console with the amount of units sold. Last gen 360 was kicking PlayStation's ass up until near the end. Or when the Red Ring came out. When the Red Ring came out, I think a lot of people were shifting over. Because I remember, personally, like a lot of my friends had the 360. Red Ring came out, oh shit, I gotta get a PlayStation. <laughs> like, that's, really? That's essentially what happened. Yeah, a lot of my friends were doing that. A lot of my friends so- were like... Sh- Leaving
4: Xbox, Xbox 360 PS3. red ringed
1: PS3's
4: yeah. network got hacked for a month. Remember that? Was that was way, way
1: later, though. That was yeah, way, I way know, later.
4: but, like, like, both of them had a Red-ring, tragedy. Or whatever you like want to red call Ring it. Red Ring was
1: 2006, 2007? Yeah, that was right when. Like 2006, not- yeah, like, a year after it came out, everyone was like, what the fuck, what's this Red Ring, you know? Uh, the PSN hacked, that was, like, 2011, 2012. That's, like, way later, you know? Like... Everybody already had the PlayStation Three at that point, you know. And Xbox fans were like, hey, hey, hey. "I'm like, okay, what the fuck? What are you guys laughing for? Like, you've had the Red Ring for how long?" My friend. <laughs> I can tell you as oh, I was Xbox I was, owner, I can tell you how pissed off I am about the Red Ring, even still. Like, I've had to fix my 360 like four times now. <laughs> I've had that's so how many times I've had the Red Ring of Death, guys. Four times. Jesus, record pretty. Not a red ring. I've had friends who've had more. Well, really? My I remember yeah. my friend and his brother had. Uh, they both had their own Xbox 360, uh, 360, and they played in their own room. They both had their own copy of uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, and we just game on and all that. They got the red ring, fixed it, kept playing. It got red ring again, and then they just like got rid of it and bought a new one. The... The whiter one, the newer advanced one that came out, because they kind of got the red ring a little bit later on, but they still got it. But they got the upgraded one where it was, like, less likely to get it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way uh, game consoles work. If uh, one console starts doing really, really well, um, the other console has to be desperate, and they have to add a bunch of features, add a bunch of cool shit on top of their initial thing. Like, uh, when 360 came out first, PlayStation came out afterwards, it was $100 more. Because uh, I think they were a little bit cocky because of the success of the PS2. Like, this PS2 was a phenomenal success. So, like, when the PS3 came out, they were like, oh, we can charge $100 more. People will buy it. We'll just say it's more powerful. And we'll say, you have to get this one. It's $799. You'll want this. People were pissed. They didn't buy it for that much. They waited. But after the fact, you know, Xbox Live had, what, $60 a year. PlayStation's like, oh, we'll do it for free. Free gameplay, you know? Everyone's like, yeah, you know, and people start buying it. That's kind of what Microsoft has been doing this generation. They've been failing, for example, um, sales-wise. They haven't been doing quite as well. Market-wise, not well. Japan, non-existent, (laughs) you know? So they have to add a bunch of features and keep adding tons and tons of stuff. Which is great, but at the same time, the core of the console is the games. They got to bring on the games, they got to bring on the exclusives. And PlayStation is absolutely dominating this generation for that. So, I don't know. I'm sure you guys agree to that. Oh,
0: yeah.
4: So, pretty much all my friends, they all went from diehard PS2. When it was commercially relevant, this whole example is commercially relevant. They all had the PS2 when it was coming out. And then when like Xbox 360, yeah. PS3, everybody I knew switched to the 360 due to the price of the PS3. That deterred them away. They all played the 360 for 10 years, however long, and then got a PS4. And
1: that's kind of what I saw from my friends too. Except for me, I didn't buy either until maybe a year or two years after. And for me, like, I saw Sunset Overdrive. That was my selling point. I wanted that game a lot. So <laughs> I bought the Xbox. Yeah, it's a great game, right? PlayStation, I didn't see anything yet. I mean, now I probably, I don't know, i probably still buy Xbox One because I have a huge 360 collection. But the thing is, like, I would have bought the PS4 for games like Uncharted and Crash Bandicoot and Last of Us and Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, I would have liked to play those. I can't play those right now unless I buy a PS4. See, like, that's the reason for me to get it. You know, like, there's a reason for me to actively go out and purchase. Yeah, but you got 4. a
4: Switch. So you can still hold off.
1: Yeah. You know? Exactly. And you a say- lot of those games that were PS4 exclusive are coming out on the Switch. Like Dragon Quest Heroes, you know, games like that. You know, those are coming out on the Switch. So... And there's rumors that even the Crash Bandicoot will eventually come to Xbox and the Switch. Uh, in fact, yeah, if, yeah. That, that might be
0: happening. So, uh, I, did, yeah, oh. I, I didn't go out and buy a PS4, just to have Crash Bandicoot turn on the Xbox now, PNG. Don't be putting <laughs> these thoughts in my head now. Maybe <laughs> look it up. Just look it no, up. No, I refuse <laughs> to. You'll see. see no, I it's am true. glad I bought the, uh, the PS4 because, yeah. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed no, my like, time with the Xbox One, but fuck oh, the PS4 just blows it straight out of the water, honestly. Don't want to start a war or anything, but man, I just...
1: No, no, I agree with you, man. I agree. Like, I, like, as long as you're having fun with the console you own, I don't really care. exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. Like, for me, like, I don't care if you like PlayStation over Xbox. I don't care if you like Xbox over PlayStation. As long as yeah, you're, version, fun, you're enjoying the games that you have, and you're just having a great time. That's what video games are all about to me, you know?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Nintendo... It's no. funny to like <laughs> go back and forth.
1: Yeah, like for me, that's like harmless fun. You know, me and, for example, JD, who's often our boss, we always fight. You know, PlayStation, Xbox, blah blah blah. You know, but it's all in good fun. Like we don't actually yeah, hate each other. Sega. We actually we don't want the other company to fail. We actually want them both to succeed. You know, we want gamers to win at the end of it. The friendly competition helps gamers win because both will try to improve and both will do better. And we benefit off their improvements. Sometimes we get screwed, but sometimes we get spoiled at the end of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in order to get spoiled, sometimes you gotta get screwed in the process to find out what actually works for us and what makes us happy. You gotta have some setbacks to get the success, you know. And I think that's what happens
0: sometimes. To get screwed you to get successful that is a quote and a half. There
1: you go. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just yelling s- stupid philosophies right now. I'm pretty much out of topics. You guys have anything else you want to add?
0: Uh, what about that whole? Have we already talked about this Atari console because I only recently like read about this. What's up with that? I, what happened we're with re- that? Yeah, we, yeah what we did co- that go. Um,
1: it's got more bits. Uh, uh, Sega Genesis is 16-bit. Uh, Atari, Ge- I don't fucking know. Atari Jaguar is 64-bit.
2: Yeah,
4: that That was back when like the bit wars was like a real thing because I even remember that. Like, oh, the Dreamcast, it's 128 bits, and then people are like, How do you know that? I'm like, Because 128 is 64 times 64.
1: Do the math, actually. The wars are kind of black, but not no, not times. Right now, it's the resolution worst. Well, your system can do 720p. Well, mine can do 1080p. Well, mine's native 4... 4- mine can do 4K, upscale. Mine's native 4K. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, your game... That one specific game on your console is not native 4K, so how do you explain that? Dude, now like, it's all about, do. like... I'm just like, as long as your game runs fine, who the fuck cares? Like, Dude, I don't you care. don't
4: even need 4K gaming. <laughs> Amen. PS4 Pro... Yeah. Xbox Scorpio, whatever that's called, you don't need either of those. Xbox One, Xbox X. Xbox One,
1: Xbox S. Uh, honestly, PS PS4, PS4 Pro, PS4 Pro, Xbox One X.
2: Those are <laughs> luxury items.
1: You know, those those are for people who really want a little extra of their game. You don't need not, it. You don't need them. I don't need them. You don't need them.
2: You but can't tell people the people
4: difference. Who... Our eyes aren't even that good.
0: You yeah, have 4K TV shit. as well for stuff
1: still you can still see some visual benefits but even still, what's the point you're spending extra money on like slight visual how bump, big you know? does your yacht
4: have to be exactly
1: you guys got to see the website by the way i looked it up last week about the xbox one x and it's literally like a what is it a porn mag just like you're r- scrolling down and it's like oh look at these cool edges it's all shiny and it's like flamting right. everything it's got as much as it can the xbox
0: one it's s though I'm getting, quite, I uh, I'm getting quite worried about it because you know i, I kind of x- uh, oh man look, look at the s or the x x sorry i i'm uh, i slipped in my words oh. i myself okay. yeah but no as, right. i was looking at it and uh, they were doing the reveal and they were just spouting off a lot of technical yoga and i had no idea what it was about and uh he was like let's see what this monster can do Minecraft. Wow. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then, R-A-R-A-R-A. Crackdown R-A-R-A. 3 interview, he was like, so how are you going to be utilizing the uh, Xbox One X's thing? Is it, is it going to be in 60 frames per second? The guy went, uh, it's going to be in 30 frames per second across all systems. So what's the- so far, we've got Minecraft in 4K, and Crackdown 3 is going to be in 30 frames per second. I don't see how these games are getting any... What's the word I'm looking for here? Better. Technological boost from the X. You know what I mean? Well,
1: that's up to the publisher or the person making the game. That's not up to Microsoft. That's up to the play. that's up to the developer, right? Well, why wouldn't you make
0: heard... use of this new terra floppy skippa dipper hydraulics? Like, I
1: don't know. Terra no, floppy
0: skippy dippy hydraulics. <laughs> What's... I love it.
1: What was it? There um I don't know e... either. The E three that happened this year, there was one game that was coming out for one console. Uh six like 40 frames per second, 60, whatever teraflops, and then one of them was, like, half that, and everyone freaked out. What game was that?
0: It was literally a a game.
1: But, hang on. It might have been Anthem. Anthem? Well, Anthem actually, um, the guys that did Anthem Bioware, apparently Sony actually told them to hold back on the the Scorpio, like the Xbox One X version. Like, say, hey, you know what, Uh, we know you can do native 4K on the, the Xbox One X. You can't do that on the PS4 Pro, but we can't have that happen on the Xbox One and X. Mm -hmm. It can't look better than ours.
0: Corporate espionage?
1: And they they even did that for Destiny 2 as
0: well. Ah, who cares about Destiny 2?
1: No, but they've been doing some shady shit under the... (laughs) They've been doing some really uh, shady shit with the third-party developers.
2: Gently random question.
1: That's how how competition works. I can't unlock the free trial. Damn it.
4: Before you guys... Like all right, if a new game come, okay, perfect example. Shenmue yeah. Three, I watched that one trailer. I will never okay. watch other gameplay of that game until that game comes out, except for that first official trailer. That's all okay. I do. What do you guys do? How much of a game do you watch before it comes out? Ignore it completely if I'm excited for the game
0: and then get it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That, yeah that, me that's too. What
1: I'm... Sorry. Go ahead. It depends on the game. Uh, I think it really depends on the game. If it's a a gameplay heavy game, I'll I'll look at some of it, you know, just to see what I am buying, right? But if it's a story heavy game, no, I won't watch it. I won't look at it. Like, I won't even. I won't. I won't be spoiled, you know. But if it's a game, like, say, uh, give me a random game. Shenmue, right? Where it's just random cutscene. Like that trailer showed me nothing except for. Characters interacting in this beautiful land. I'm like, okay. What am I buying? What kind of game is it? You know, is it a fighting game? Is it a RPG? Is it an open world? I need to see the trailer. I need to see the gameplay. For me, the gameplay is everything. You show me some interaction to sell me. Like the Anthem game Bioware is making. I'm glad they didn't do over-the-top CG cut scene of just some crazy shit going down because that tells me nothing. They just showed a random segment of gameplay, completely unrelated to the story. They showed what the world looks like, how the game is played, very short. And that was saying, you know what, I would like to play that game. That looks really good. That looks like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'll try and find out what the game is. I mean, like, yeah, I'm really hyped for Shadow of War at the minute. That is on my, you know, like, t- most what like gonna buy this, year game, Shadow of War. And obviously, I know what the gameplay is like. So all I've done is just watch one trailer and one gameplay video, and then stopped. So I don't get anything spoiled. For me, that's if I first looked at because recently I bought a uh, Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy, and uh, you know, yeah. if I never heard of that game before, uh, and I saw a trailer for, it and I saw it immediately it was a story game, I would back out the trailer and not watch anything because if it's a game like that, I'm not looking at anything for it. I don't want to risk spoilers. Absolutely. Yeah,
4: I don't. As for me, it's not so much that I don't want to risk a spoiler. Obviously, that's the case as well. But what I want to do is I don't want to build up. I don't want to know what the game is. I want I want to experience it as much as I possibly can when I finally get to play it. I want to be fully absorbed, fully immersed into the world. So and then, so I'm not being judgmental ahead of time. Of the game, yeah,
2: you
4: know. I mean, actually, we could joke and be judgmental, but not actually be.
1: You know, I actually have the perfect example. I've mentioned this previously on another podcast, but uh, a trailer that kind of ruined things for me was Brutal Legend. And I'll tell you what, I love the game. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but the trailer showed way too much. Way too much. They showed the initial gameplay trailer, like E3 2009 or whatever the hell it came out, right? And they showed, like, the first section of the game where uh, Jack Blackett's gets into this world of metal, and there's some jokes. It's hilarious. Um, Decapitation! Yeah, exactly. That cutscene, right? And, yeah, they go for the entire first level, and i um, my ass off. I buy the game, I play the entire first level, didn't laugh my ass off. Didn't think it was nearly as funny
0: exactly. as I thought I'd
1: have. And, you know, the funny thing that's the funniest part of the game, is that opening, opening little bit, and it ruined it for me. The trailer ruined it for me. I like, it, I didn't laugh for the rest of the game. Just that one part, you know. And that's what sucks. The gameplay was okay though, and the music was awesome.
0: Oh, so, dude, the set list for that game was awesome. Though.
1: And and the visuals were great, but like the humor was absolutely ruined for me because the trailer showed way, way, way too much. Kind of like and that's yeah. that. And I think that's... I think it depends. i like to see gameplay. I don't want to see story in the trailer. The story... Get it out of my trailer. I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Just don't show me that. So... I get the big... I think the big selling point of that game is that Jack Black did the voice acting, so they have to show... Hmm. That, I mean, like, the whole hype behind the game is the comedy, so they have to show it. But even still, they show way, way, way too much. We do
0: need so, a brutal legend too, though. Can someone please start working on that? Cheers. <laughs>
1: They're, work- they're right. currently working on a uh, what is it, Psychonauts 2 at the moment? Psychonauts 2 is coming out, yeah. yeah Brutal yeah, Legend 2 likely won't happen though, because you have the licensing oh. issues, you have to have the big, big money to get all those like famous bands and the songs. And- very right.
0: Just get, yeah, just get like, fans to do it, man. Just get fan covers. Catal Hero 2 did that, no problem,
1: yeah, true, but honestly, like. I think uh, the podcast is coming to an end.
0: <laughs> all oh, right. Uh, it's four in the morning. Bloody it's hell.
1: Over two, uh, just under two hours now. So we're going to come to a close. Once RJ is back, we'll make sure he says goodbye. Uh, May there tell us all about you because technically you're up super late. You should probably get some sleep. So uh, that's for the awesome. week, t- tell us where we can find your channel.
0: Right. Yeah, you, like you can that. find me on the Maver and, uh, you know, on YouTube, Twitter, t- Twitch. It's pretty much everything. I have been away for a long time. Major event has completely changed my life at this point. Uh, I've been away okay. from the computer. Yeah, oh man, it's been mad. But this is coming to a close, and by October, I will be back on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and all that. My so I will be coming back. Don't worry. Yeah, no.
1: That's that's great, man, and welcome back and to much. the podcast, uh, George. Uh. Uh, Online, I am Radutron
3: on on YouTube and SoundCloud. Uh, Actually, SoundCloud is where you'll find uh, some video game covers of mine. Also, uh, my uh, my EP of five original tracks uh, on my record called Waifu, which is a uh, tip of the hat to my favorite ladies from video games. Uh, If you like rock music, check it out. It's very good. Uh, yeah. my, my YouTube channel has been pretty quiet lately. Uh, I've been kind of basking in summer a bit, so, uh, but expect me to come back with my, uh, with my stuttering and stammering videos where I just talk about subjects. It's like a little mini podcast thing. Yeah, well, you know, George, um,
1: you just um, life, and that's good. Po-
3: and possibly some more covers, and, uh, maybe some, uh, more stuff with this little fella.
2: Hey.
1: Yes. No. What is Do that? it again, do it again. Please, please play it again for me. <laughs> He's so adorable.
4: There's no <laughs> way your fingers are actually making it make that noise. It is. How? Just just Google that. It, it's Antonio. on this strip here. Okay, now that you hold it closer, I can see that's so cool (laughs) yeah
3: and then just hold it down
1: (laughs) that's great all right so the podcast is done um you know uh paul uh do your do your shameless shout out tell us to tell us about yourself promote uh your channel or oh i was actually gonna ask you
4: guys who's everybody else i did i missed that part where everybody did their introduction
1: (laughs) okay So, to make it quick, check the video description below. All of our channels and stuff is there. You got Mather. Hello. Mather, say hello. That's Mather, the time player. Hilarious uh, YouTuber. You got Renutron, the fantastic musician from Toronto. Also YouTuber as well. I can tell with with those instruments. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And you got uh, Jack of all trades. I mean, uh, Jack the trades. YouTuber as well. Hello, Jack. Of none. hey. <laughs> and I'm uh, PNG. You might have met me before. Oh. I'm talking to the you know, I'm still talking to the laptop, like it's my old setup. My mic is my webcam is here. So it's gonna take a while for me to get used to this. Um <laughs> yeah, and, and tell us about your channel, uh,
4: Paul. I um I pretty much fix video game consoles and modify them. And then I make videos about it. And I just make videos about like collecting video games in general. Games. Mainly I try to be like informative, but not in a way where like you have to be a techie to understand what I'm explaining. I try to Watch like it. give, you know,
1: make it general layman's information.
4: Terms. Yeah, exactly. But also provide yeah. a resource where If you did want to, if you did already know about this stuff, it would apply to you. And if you didn't, it would still apply to you. Cool. That's
1: good. Informative. Awesome. Yeah. So guys, this podcast, this podcast is brought to you by Dayspace. They make this podcast go on iTunes and Google music and whatever you got. You can listen to it on the go. Let's do it in the car. Listen to it at the gym. Or you're taking a shit via your phone. PNG Podcast. It's in the news. <sighs> uh, okay, that was, that was the worst uh, plug in I think I've ever done for DaySpace. Like, that's gotta be the worst one. <laughs> okay, uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, we're gonna do our next PNG Podcast next Tuesday night. So be sure to come mm-hmm. in for that one, and uh, it should be good. Uh, we have good people already lined up. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. Um, thank you all for watching. And remember to be sure to buy Billy the Wizard at uh, EB Games or GameStop near you or eBay. Um, Paul, you should buy a copy. Uh, oh, yeah. Yo. If, if you're on the PJ Podcast, it's initiation. You need to buy it, a copy. You have to. I had to buy it right before I got on. Really? Yeah. So, I can't believe you spent that right, money. do it. What? I finally got it? Yeah, I was waiting for it to be cheap but never did. Then... Bam, I'm coming back on. I got to buy it now. Oh, so. It's
4: initiation. I'll do it.
1: It really is. You, got, you can't come yeah, back it's on it's for it's a good. second one until you get it. <laughs> well, okay. I got to tell you something funny, Paul. Uh, none of us here have heard of Billy the Wizard until our very first podcast episode. My buddy Dragon Dude brought it up. Mather here. Uh, so what the hell is Billy the Wizard? He went in and bought a copy. How much did you buy yours for,
0: Mather? I was like a quid or two.
1: Quid? <laughs> okay. Uh, Dragon Dude bought his for like what two bucks? Eventually, I bought my copy for two sixty six. The owner of Dayspace bought his for uh, and through the mail. Like he actually shipped his because of this podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, well, my buddy Benjamin just bought a sealed copy off eBay
4: for six uh, bucks.
1: <laughs> uh, more, I think he bought it for eight. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like since since this podcast begun. Like you can actually see in the analytics for the sales figures of the game, it's actually quadrupled in price since this podcast has begun. <laughs> <laughs> so people are actually looking for Billy the Wizard now, and uh, it's it's quite it's quite fascinating. I've actually played it; it's uh, worse than Superman sixty four, uh, to say the least. It's kind of like if you took Superman sixty four, made it Harry Potter rip off characters, had him fly on broomsticks, and had him race at Mario Kart.
4: Did you make a did you do a video about it on your channel?
1: I did, a let's play of it. You should watch it. Yeah, yo. I'm <laughs> gonna a, look for that. Yeah. Oh, uh PJ Podcast oh, episode. We played Billy the Lizard Live at ANC Games. Uh, we played it in the store. And we had other people come and join us. Redutron is in the video as well. <laughs> uh yeah. It was fun. Well, anyways, thank you guys for watching. It's been an awesome time. Thank you all for coming on the show. Um yeah, and um don't even think about pre ordering a mini SNES and selling it to me online for $2,000. <laughs> <laughs> lalu
2: lalu. <laughs>